0: To the flag of the United States of America.
1: The and stars, the, aspire, the we wash, so
0: And to the Republic. It stands. One nation
2: refuse to stay at home we will not comply with fauci we will not comply with joe biden and we will not comply it's time to resist they can't arrest us all
0: i had a dream the other night i didn't understand
3: a figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as
0: he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep, but tyrants labor innocently. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone, your courage is lost, you're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, Permits to start a business or build a place for one on land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money spends. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and trade it in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail. And then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail your public servants don't uphold the oath they've sworn and now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born you send guns and artillery to foreign shore and then you send your youth to slaughter fighting other people's wars And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright.
2: Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is the
1: music of a people who will not be slaves again.
2: And join in the fight That will give you the right to be free Do you hear the people sing
1: Singing the song
4: place to recruit
2: for a militia. God save King George! here tonight Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one Tell me I'm not Who thinks they're taking all the good we got I'll Turn it back Hell I'll be dead I think I'm turning into my old man, am I the only one willing to bleed, or take a bullet for being free, screaming what the fuck at my TV for telling me, yeah you're telling me that I'm the only one willing Burning on the ground Another statue coming down In a town near Watching the threads of old glory Come undone Am I the only one Not brainwashed Making my way through the land of the lost Who still gives a shit Worries about his kids Has he tried to undo All the things he did Am I the only one Can't take no more screaming If you don't like it There's the fucking door To save the freedom We've been fighting for Here was something more It was something more burning on the ground another statue coming down in a town Me
6: watching
2: the threads of all glory come on down I'm not the only one I can't Am I the only one who quit singing along Every time they play a Springsteen? on holding back my tears for the ones who paid with the lives they gave god bless the usa
5: fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick and with me, of course, my much better beloved, better half. V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. So what's going on, fuckers? Uh, wow. Uh, what a day.
7: I was a humdigger of a storm this afternoon. We Dropped did. our power for just a flicker, but enough to fuck all the clocks up and, you know, shut the washing machine off, and the dishwasher
5: off, and, you, you know, know, all the good stuff. All the good shit. Yeah. So, you know. Either way. Well, good. Hope you all had a fucking good day. Mm-hmm. So part one was done today. Part one. Yeah, of Miss Leanna. Yep. played the Andrew Tate, mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson interview.
7: Mm-hmm. The whole I, thing. I'm. I yes, missed, yes. I missed a good part of it because I. I had to keep. I don't I know. Was out and about, Leanna. I, I. I had no
5: fucking service.
7: It was. Ridiculous. I, I got to be
5: honest with you. I don't know if they were shutting your fucking stream down, or it was a phone thing today, or there was some neutronic being that was sent from the sun into the earth today that fucked with all cell signals near and far. You might have to be careful here, babe. I think uh, crazy Chuck with a K is trying to steal me away from you. Yeah. Well. I'm just saying. Hello, like Crazy crazy. He, he keep trying <laughs> either way that whole shit with the internet going up and down today. I don't know if you all experienced the same problem. I know there's a couple people, um, such as, uh, I got to go back up here. Basically
7: means I still have to watch the freaking Andrew Tate interview.
5: Zoso. Zoso was driving to California, Southern California today. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he experienced the same thing I did, but the internet was absolute shit today. But I did finally make it through all of Leanna's interview.
7: internet, the cell signal.
5: It could have been the cell signal. It It could have been both. No, when I was hooked up to the internet, even when I was hooked up to the internet, it Mm -hmm. was shit okay so I don't know what the fuck it was but all day today it was up and down up and down up and down I, I kept having a refresh line to stream pissed me off way too much mm. my blood pressure was way hot but it didn't help the fact that I found out that I I, I don't know what the fuck's going on in America anymore i I'm, I'm apparently more disconnected than I thought I was really I, I thought I was more connected because I don't know what guy has to hear this right now if you had to listen to that today, To figure out that you have a set of nuts, uh, we might be fucked. We might be really fucked. Because, guys, let me tell you something. There is one thing in this world, there's one thing that I've taught my kids to a religious exemption, that they are to understand this no matter what. You want to make it through this world. The best way to make it through this world is to not give a fuck about what anybody else thinks. Ah, uh,
7: big solar flare. Sammy hit the U S over the last 24 hours. Thank you, Sparky. I'll do it.
5: That would fucking be the reason yep. why I had to keep fucking going back and forth. Mm-hmm. But for, for real though, if you yep. want to make it through this world, you want to make it through this life. Who gives a fuck about what anybody thinks? Seriously, Andrew Tate went on a bit. Don't get me wrong. I think me and Andrew Tate would get along great. I think we'd get along fantabulous. The fact that he sells his services tells me that there's a big issue in this country. It tells me that you guys, and yes, that's all you men out there. You can't reach down and grab the sack and cause just a modicum of discomfort or pain to let you know that you're still alive? Really? You want to talk about depression? Let's talk about depression. Depression is a joke. It was something thought up of in a doctor's office, saying the reason that you feel melancholy, because back in the day, they called it feeling melancholy. They didn't call it depression. You felt melancholy. And how did you get out of feeling melancholy? You took your happy ass and walked the fuck outside.
7: Depression is worry
5: over the past. Why worry over the past? You can't change it. It is. It was hysterical because for the first time I won an argument without even having it last night because her in-laws were here. No, your in-laws were here. My parents Er,
7: were here. Your parents, my in-laws. Mm-hmm. So if your I'm, in-laws were here, if my in-laws were here,
5: things would have. Probably been just fine. Mm. I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, no, actually I don't because we probably both would have said something like, mm-hmm. what the fuck were you thinking? Getting all those jabs, you idiots. Anyway, her dad spoke up in the halfway through dinner mm-hmm. talking about the food, which I thought was a very ballsy movie, especially at my table. And. He when, said it was really good. He, he did. Mm-hmm. And then he said, and then he said, you know, I, well, why can't other people do that? And I said, you know, in Jamaica, they have a saying. And I agree with that saying. And I think we should start using it here in America. If you're hungry, you're just fucking lazy, mm-hmm. period. You're fucking lazy. You can grow anything you want outside. And when I said that he just shut the fuck up and sat right back down in his chair and didn't say another word. And a matter of fact, that argument didn't even go anywhere. I didn't give it a chance to go anywhere. Why didn't I give it a chance to go anywhere? Because I'm not going to play that game, not under my roof. You're not going to get my blood pressure altered, not under this roof. You can do it anywhere else in the world you want, but you come under here. You're in my house. There's a whole different set of rules, bro. And that shut that argument down right there. I was impressed. But then after listening, this Andrew Tate thing today, I began to realize what the problem is. Guys reach down, grab your nuts. We have them. They hurt. If you kick them in specific ways that other people have done to me in the past, they really hurt. You know what that's like? This shit, hearing this shit from Andrew Tate today, I was like, at first I was okay. I like this guy. And then I got really angry because I was like, wait a minute. Why do you have to tell men that? Okay. May I? Go for it.
7: I have to disagree with you. The problem isn't the men. The problem is the women.
5: Okay. You're picking this fight. I'm not. I didn't. Ladies, I did not say this. No, no. I did not. Mick. No, No, Mick. No, Mick.
7: Every man on earth is all about putting his dick in something,
5: whatever it may be. Okay. I, I disagree. I completely disagree with that statement because once you stick your dick in the right thing, you don't leave it. You stay Agreed. with that. Thing. Agreed. And let me tell you something. You do everything it's, in your power to protect that
7: exactly. thing. You're actually making my point for me. Okay. Women, ladies. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not talking really about the, well, yeah, no, I am. Okay. And your mom is talking. In order to be strong, are you, all right. In order to be strong and independent and stand on your own two feet, you either didn't have to have a man or if you wanted some dick, you, you didn't want a big, strong alpha man. So guys... Became pussy boys to get the ladies. Ladies, take it from me. Being married to an alpha, it's so much better. You can be so much stronger and more independent with an alpha protecting you than you ever can be with some fucking soy boy.
5: Seriously. Your mom has taught you wrong. And, and no shit, guys, guys, no shit. There's nothing wrong with saying no. He's right. I agree with everything he said. What I disagree with is the fact in this country, at least maybe I don't know about the world, but in this country, in America, where we're allowed to have guns and blow shit up whenever we fucking want to. All right. In this country. The one thing we should be able to say as men is no. Especially when you're looking after your family and you're making that tough decision for your family. If you're doing the right thing, normally the tough decision is to say no. The hard right made over the easy wrong. It's a simple thing to live by. You always live by the hard right over the easy wrong. There's a reason being wrong is easy, and there's a reason being right is so fucking hard. Mm -hmm. I I don't know who who needs to hear that, but seriously, if you're a guy out there and you're listening to this for something to make you motivated as fine, let me tell you for free. Don't pay Andrew Tate. It's (laughs) fucking simple, dude, reach down, grab your nuts, squeeze them just a little bit, cause just a modicum of discomfort and pain for that one second and remind yourself that you're still alive. As long as you feel that pain, you still have a heartbeat.
7: Leo, it's not no means no. The hardest thing Mick can ever say to me is no. And when he does, I respect it because I know how hard it was for him. For the most part. Sometimes we argue about it a little bit, but when he puts his foot, foot down, you know, there's very little that I don't, get my way on to be honest there's very little that mick won't do to make me happy it's fantastic how many other women can walk away from a damn good paying career to start a freaking farm homestead and have their husband support them a thousand percent and do a podcast together more and more these days, but it's because I have a strong man backing me up, supporting me a thousand percent. If Mick wasn't Mick, if there, if he was some fucking soy boy, first off, I I would never be married to him. It would never last. I'd have run roughshod over him in like thirty seconds and gotten bored and kicked him to the curb because I just I can't I can't right. I I like to have. Every once in a while, I like to pick a good fight. I like to have a good argument. You guys have seen us do it. Some right? nights we do it on purpose. Some nights we peck at <laughs> each other until just, we want right? to tear each other's heads off. Seriously, I can't. I can't do that with some fucking little soy boy, right? Because they start crying, and I I used to have to manage them in my pretty high paying career, and many of them cried, and it was seriously, it was just disgusting. Disturbing. Like I had a 30 year old, 32 year old man in my office in straight up tears as I'm firing him because after I'd been counseling him for weeks and it was like his fifth offense, he still couldn't get something right. I'm sorry. Your stupidity is really, you know, this is a business. It's not my problem. If you can't learn it, you, you can't learn it. You've had all these warnings and I've, done all this training and you're not picking it up. So you got to go fucking balling. Um, and I literally told him man up, grow a pair because you're not going to get anywhere like this. Stop being a little fucking girl. So ladies, stop encouraging them. Stop enabling them.
5: Then you won't have to deal with them. I, I'm just saying that he was he he more or less sells the stuff the way I understood it today, I, in, in the chop piecemeal way I put it back together is he basically said that he sells his services.
7: Sparky, my manager was another fucking one
5: to single men. And
7: I ran roughshod
5: over him to single men. And one of the dudes he had called him one day and he said, "I'm going to kill myself." Blah 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 blah. This that and the other thing, right? And he said, "Well, the one thing I did was that I I told him I said, hey." get a six pack first, like not beer, but like, you know, build your body, get, you know, do something with yourself. And then after that, he didn't want, yeah, obviously he didn't want to because he realized he could, because he was being a bitch before. My point is very simply this. I don't know of a man in America that needs to be reminded that he's a bitch. If you're a bitch, you've already been told that 22 times. (laughs) <laughs> if you're a man, everybody's already commented and reacted to what you've said and said, you know what? You're right. I don't know. Don't go to Andrew Tate for that shit. You don't have to spend a billion dollars talking to him. You could just spend your time here and do it free. It's simple man up. It's okay to say no. It's okay to put your foot down. It's okay sometimes to be a little stoic in your environment and tell people, no, does, is this something that our current administration wants? No, no, no. They don't want people like me talking to you. They don't want people like me who are educated like I am in certain parts of the constitution and everything else to talk to you. Why is that? Because you might say no. They might say, well, you need another jab. No, no, I don't. I don't need another jab. Nope. I sure don't. And that's what they're afraid of. That's why they don't want people like Andrew Tate and me talking to people like you, because you might just say no. Or for that matter, Justin, I I play that in the beginning of the show every day. And that is, it's more than, it's more than just an ad for serious CBD. It's not an ad for serious TV. It is a mission statement. It is a mission statement about what this show is about. No, we're not going to listen to you just because you say you're the science. No, that's the reason we start that show out every day with that commercial letterhead box. Because no, we're not going to give in. We're not going to give in to your ways. It happened once. Nah, bear, you don't get to. First time's on me. Second time will be on you. Period. We politely nah, we disagree. Nah bear, hmm. and that's how polite we can be about it. Is just nah bear, because what we really want to fucking tell you is take your own fucking head and stick it directly up your fourth point of contact. But we can't say that in polite society, so we just say nah bear.
7: I have to say I didn't realize before this weekend that Tucker is
5: also an alpha oh he is oh no he most certainly is oh no he always has been one thing i didn't like about the interview that i i thought was a little cagey and Mm -hmm. i don't know if you all saw it but tucker being you can tell when tucker's off of his soil so for instance like he's
7: used to being the only alpha in the room
5: then even worse i i think i i think i know because i deal with it with you. Tucker's an alpha beta or a beta alpha. Uh, He's a BA instead of an AB. You know how BA Baracus was always known as BA Baracus. He was never AB Baracus. Why is that? Because of his name. Everybody said, well, his name BA actually stood for his first name, Bernard Arnold Baracus, which actually technically is true per the the show. However, when the writers first wrote the clip, it was AB Baracus because it was, Arnold Bernard Baracus.
1: Hmm.
5: Well, he couldn't be an AB because you already had the alpha in Faceman and in Hannibal. So he couldn't be an alpha. So the only way they could redo it and re portray it was make him be a Baracus. Didn't know that, that they went that big into psychology back then in the 80s, did you? Yeah, I, uh, I think
7: Tucker's uh, finding his sack more and more. I, I Now don't he's ventured out on his own And apparently is forming his own new media company
5: Yeah, I heard that too But mm-hmm. one of the things I thought was really interesting Is he talks about being dyslexic and shit Which I thought was funny And then he talked about movies and shit That he didn't watch The Matrix Because he's got dys- dyslexia I was like, dude, I have less Dixia too And let me tell you something I read everything backwards And guess what? I still watch every fucking movie out there Oh, and so I have cool. a better movie repertoire than 90% of the men on the face of the earth, because I've watched almost every movie out there, but that's, I, I was amazed when he said that. And I'm just sitting there going, dude, you're not doing any good for us. Just shut up, please. You're well, an idiot, bro. This was pretty freaking good. Listen, you're going to like this.
8: Really needs, that I say this as a Christian leader is more cluster bombs. And I thought, you know who it was. And I thought to myself, more cluster bombs. Now, I am not a Bible scholar. But I'm pretty sure, having read four out of four Gospels, that like Luke 17 doesn't call for shower cluster bombs on the children. In fact, I'm just going to go out on a limb as a non-theologian and say the overriding message of the New Testament is bring peace. And this person, because that's what it says. And this person with a straight face got almost weepy at the prospect that the government that's imprisoning Christians doesn't have enough missiles and tanks. Which is, you know, maybe it's a fair position. It's not a legitimate position for a self-described Christian leader to have. It's just not. I'm sorry. That's disgusting. And this person said to me, we need to do this because that's what leadership looks like. And I thought, you know, I've never been a diplomat. I'm the father of many children. And I, you know, I don't have a PhD in leadership, but I know what parental leadership looks like, paternal leadership looks like. And if two of your kids are in a brawl, maybe you think one's right and the other's wrong, but it doesn't matter. What do you say? Beat the crap out of him, he's wrong. No, you say, dad's home, knock it off. And the first thing you do, because you are in charge, not the children you're in charge your dad the first thing you do is you stop the fighting
5: no the first thing you do is you take your belt off and in that that split second everybody else in that room comes to jesus just like that everybody immediately all of a sudden yep jesus is here it's time to start playing fair let him keep going fighting doesn't happen
8: And then you take him into separate rooms, and you administer whatever lesson or justice you think necessary. But they're not allowed to fight with each other because you're home, because you're leading your family. And there may be a way in which international leadership is totally different than managing a house of four kids and four dogs. But I don't know what that way is. If you're the leader, the last thing you do is sow more chaos. You stop the chaos. Leadership is bringing order and regularity and predictability to a chaotic scene. Wait till your dad gets home! What, dad shows up drunk and is like, keep hitting him! Bad dad! A man, in fact, unworthy of the name dad. That's not leadership. It's an abdication of leadership, it's a perversion of leadership, and it's disgusting. And that is exactly what in the name of American leadership this administration, with the full participation of the Republican Party, is foisting on the world.
5: And it's insane. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Accurate beyond 100 percent. And he's absolutely right. It's like the, the dad comes home and the kids don't get punished. Nothing happens. Nothing. Not a fuck. No, Bring it on think think about this for a second. Okay. He brought up the whole kid thing, right? One of the things, you know, me and Veland have talked about it a number of times. We've always been told that our kids are great. Like we always get told, how do you, how do you, how do you do it? When I tell people how I've done it, they give me this look like you are the worst dad in the world. (laughs) Why? Because I beat my kids Because I spank my kids, because I know where there's there is a line. Well, actually, we stopped spanking Connor a long time ago
7: because he got to a certain point where he was. That's not completely true. He was really acting out. Yet, well, that's true. That's on you. Now it's no, no, no. That you and I. No, you and I did this together. No, no. When he was acting out and like almost like six, six times. That was you. I was six, deployed. No, six times. I was deployed. Weeks, you hit him with a belt. And, and well, yeah, yeah. Right. And we're sitting there and we're like, what is wrong with you? It's almost like you like this or something. And he was like, well, yeah, kind of. And we're like, Oh, we're going to have this conversation much later. No, we're going to, to do it differently. We're going to do it differently. Another punishment. Yes. And we, we, did,
5: we did, which we found the switch, which was so much better. It's so much more effective.
7: Actually. We Wow, started, that was so bad. Started taking away the electronics. Um, well, that was
5: bad too, but and the switch it was, worked it was the very de- well. The
7: debate between, you know, do you take away the charger so they can, you know, try and see how long they can stretch their battery out? Or do you just take the whole thing away? I'll tell you what, taking away the, all of the chargers, that's that's truly evil. Not really. No, no. Because yeah, our yeah, kids figured
5: out how to charge it. Because our kids aren't stupid i know because i would have figured that shit out Anything. stop and that's how i knew that that was dumb to begin with <laughs> dumbest movie ever made and i told you that too oh no i was uh, like yeah. no they're gonna figure it out and nope. there's connor splicing wires together with two uh, 120 <laughs> volts running through okay. his little hands but Leon- and he's splicing <laughs> wires together and i was like oh this is a smart move this is gonna end good wait till he touches those two wires together we're gonna have to go collect them from the
7: roof nah
5: He's good at that shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. Holy shit. Put uh, the kid to move. Oh, wow. All right. Literally would. <sighs> Let's keep going with Tucker. More of Tucker.
8: Lying. People are only punished for telling the truth. You could literally, you could literally wake up tomorrow, move to the Bahamas start a fake cryptocurrency, <laughs> defraud a million investors around the world of billions of dollars. I'm just saying you could do it and I'm not recommending it. Note to the FPC, not recommending it. But you could do that and you could get caught and people might have like a balanced view of you. He's really smart, good guy. Got a little over his skis as we say. Like, I'm not gonna hate on him, right? We all make mistakes. Like, who here, raise your hand, if you haven't defrauded a million investors with a fake cryptocurrency. (laughs) Okay, there are some, there are some. You cast the first stone then. Those kinds of crimes, which is to say, actual crimes, like burning down buildings, impoverishing people, starting totally counterproductive wars we can't win that kill a lot of our citizens leaving the border open so seven million people can walk across those are not small things that's like it's not all like forgetting to fold your napkin correctly at thanksgiving those are like actually kind of world historic crimes never punished what are the crimes that are punished thought crimes thinking the wrong thing having the wrong beliefs saying unapproved words and those were no one is punished for lying people
5: and when that happens when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty you know there's there's a part and it didn't hit me till this morning I, I saw it this morning and um I, I hate it it's a Nicolas Cage movie but um what's the one about the uh, declaration um where he's Ben Gates and he's uh, the hell's the name of that movie national treasure yeah yeah, yeah, there you go so national treasure he said you know people don't speak like this anymore and it's that one line from the Constitution, or from the declaration of independence that i have read and read about and read over and over and over again and i have said it a million and one times and whenever Any form of government becomes destructive to these ends. It's the right of the people to alter or abolish it or to institute a new government, laying the foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety, happiness, their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate the government's long-established should not be changed in the light of transient causes, and accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind is are more disposed to suffer while the evils of the sufferable than the than to right themselves by abolishing the forms of government have, to which they have come accustomed. That is the most important line in that document. Why? Cause it gives you the reason that you are to throw off such a form of government. It gives you the reason it tells you why your rights are being trampled. You're allowed to rebel. There's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't say armed rebellion, but it does say rebellion. If we don't stand up for these rights that we hold so dear there will not be any rights left for us to stand up for. That's the scary part. And there's, I, it seems like sometimes I'm talking to an echo and it comes back at me and everybody's about it till the next day. And then the next day comes and our rights get trampled a little bit more. I, I've been watching this steady usurpation of our rights. I've been watching it like a fucking hawk. I haven't forgotten a single one. They've stepped over almost every single right in the bill of rights since this current occupation took hold of the presidency. And I say that just that way, this current occupation, because we already know, we already know that it's not real. We already know it's bullshit. We already know that he didn't really win. We all agree on that. Wow. There's, there's not a lot that people don't agree on anymore. We know that there's some really fucked up shit going on in our government right now. And we know that they are already trying to steal the 2024 election from whoever the Republicans put up or the constitutionalists put up because Joe Biden's got to win it. For instance, how do I know that? Mick, how do you know that? I don't believe that. You don't. Let me, Let me quote an article to you then. The winners and the losers from the second fundraising quarter going into the 2024 campaign by Jared Gaines. This came out of the Hill, by the way, just in case you're looking for it. So the end of the second quarter fundraising marks give a new glimpse into the campaigns and how they're faring in the November high-stakes elections. Most of the Republican presidential hopefuls and President Biden had not much officially declared their candidacies until the last end of the first quarter of March. Campaigns had two weeks past the end of the second quarter to report their contributions to the federal election committee. Here are the winners. The winners are as follows. Joe Biden. President Biden's fundraising numbers are more than double that of former President Trump Mm. and any other candidate giving him majorly successful second quarter in his first two months in his re-election bid. Biden's re-election campaign raised $72 million in the second quarter. Hmm. Tell me something.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Why would you throw money at something that you thought was a sinking ship?
7: Um, because you know that it's going to get stolen again, just like it was last time. So, 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 not?
5: so, you know, you gotta, it's
7: you got to buy it somehow. Y-
5: you know, it's going to win. Yeah. That's the only way you throw that type yeah. of money at a fucking wall and hope it sticks yeah. because you already, I'm just saying, but folks, he has, he, the, got, he has, he hasn't hired any He has no staff. He doesn't doesn't even have campaign offices. He doesn't even have a headquarters. What the fuck? And the cocksucker raised $72 million. How much more do we have to say? Where else do I have to show you that this shit doesn't add up? Where'd that money come from? That's another great question, right? Who is the number two winner? Donald Trump. He raised $35 million, $35 million to 72 million. You mm-hmm. tell me where the math adds up. Cause we all know that Donald Trump's a way better fundraiser than fucking Joe Biden. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
5: Democrats in competitive Senate races. They noted that uh, John Tester, Um, Democrat from Montana and Sherwood Brown Democrat from Ohio, likely two of the most significant targets by the GOP, both representing states that voted for Trump in 2016 and 2020. But Tester raised five million dollars, his best second quarter record fundraising (laughs) total ever in a non-election year. And Brown brought in the same amount of money. Huh? Where's this money coming from? Pennsylvania Senator Bob Casey received four million dollars, most in a funding quarter for most in the funding quarters for his career. Uh, while Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin, Democrat, raised three point two million dollars, most for a Wisconsin Senate race ever. Democratic challengers uh, representative Colin Aldred from Texas raised nearly $6.2 million to unseat tender, uh, Ted Cruz. Um, and uh, Ruben Gallego, Democrat from Arizona running to oust uh Kristen cinema. He raised six point no, uh, no $3.1 million in his second quarter. Oh, Ron DeSantis, obviously. Uh, He raised an impressive twenty million for his campaign, while only the former formally being a candidate for six weeks before the second quarter. Did push money all that? Oh yeah, every every single part. The super PAC donates. Desantis never backed down. Told Fox News on uh, on Sunday that it raised one hundred thirty million dollars since the committee launched in March. Yeah, yeah, I doubt that. All Joe Manchin made out too. Um, Yes, Leanne. Uh, Leanne from. West Virginia, Leanne. Um, Yep, he raised $1.3 million in quarter two, although he hasn't officially raised or said that he's running. Uh, However, there is a super PAC raising money for him, 2.2 million right now, the super PAC raised for him. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice, a Republican. He appears to be the early front runner for the Republican nomination, but he fell short by Manchin's total by a few $100,000, only receiving $935,000. Manchin significantly outpaced Mahoney who raised $550,000. Hmm. Manchin also refused to rule out running a third-party candidate for president as a possibility as he has concerned some Democrats in in the past. And, of course, Robert F. Kennedy. The big losers. How
7: much did Robert F. Kennedy um $6.3 million. His target goal was $5 million, which yes. puts him on the Democrat stage for a debate if they were to have one, well, they which they're not going to. So
5: the losers are the other 2024 GOP candidates, which I have to agree because guess what? Next well, to Donald Parker Trump. Destroyed them all. So yeah, it doesn't I matter.
7: Mean, they're all they're all, They might as well all bow out of the race. They might as well tomorrow. go away. Uh Marine Williamson. Marianne Williamson. Yeah. Do you know who that is? Yeah. She's, she's run as a Democrat in like the last four elections.
5: Right. Well, she is apparently a big loser too. She told her party or her, uh, office today that i have put my own money in and i don't have enough money to continue putting it in at this level uh she said because remember i'm not making a living i'm also making a living while i'm doing this i'm not making a living or while i'm not I'm making doing a this, this yeah yes george santos of course too he was a big loser because he's about to go to jail for like pretty much the mm. rest of his life okay i mean we'll see that's fine he still hasn't been removed from congress yet he's still a, yeah. a congressman yep. which is weird okay I under have federal had nikki indictment. haley do i don't know she obviously was a loser because she got
7: destroyed let's let's listen real quick and we're not playing the whole nikki haley interview because just the highlights because it's not worth it. she's
8: question it's not a trick question it's just like the mechanics of it something you're thinking about since you're running i don't think anyone would say joe biden was a great candidate no didn't campaign he
9: didn't campaign at all
8: he was not a figure who commanded respect among democrats they made fun of him i'm not attacking the guy but that's true right nobody in washington said i want my kid to grow up to be joe biden and yet at the end he's got 81 million votes 15 million more than barack obama who whatever you think of him was a very talented politician and i think smart so like how did he do that and what can we learn from that
9: well what you can learn from it is what we did in South Carolina. I said in South Carolina, if you've got to show picture ID to buy suit of if you've got to show picture ID to get on a plane, you should have to show picture ID to protect the integrity Amen. of the election process. Sure. So, you know, and we have to make sure election integrity is something we don't ever stop. You have to continue over and over. We've had some states who've done some great things and they put voter ID in place and that's been great. We still have some other states who haven't done anything and we need to make sure we're doing what we're supposed to. I mean, we saw during COVID a lot of people, a lot of um, secretaries of state changed rules without getting state legislative support. We saw a lot of that happening. We saw a lot of mail out balloting. We've got to make sure we continue to fight to make sure we have integrity in the election process. Because I saw it to the United Nations. You never, when you have your people lose faith in an election system, that's the first crack of a, of a country falling apart. We have to keep fighting for this. We have to make sure we get it done.
8: Yes. So when I asked about the 81 million votes, you immediately said things I think I agree with about election integrity. Yeah. So are you suggesting that that last election? It sounds like you're saying you don't think it was on the level.
9: Are you talking about the presidential? That's
8: correct. the presidential. Yeah, No,
9: I mean, I think we all know that there were irregularities in there and that there were some issues that happened. We know that there was mail-out balloting that shouldn't have happened. I, do I think that changed the results of the election? No. I mean, I think President Biden ended up winning the election, That's but it. I think at the end of the day, it showed we've got a lot of work to do in terms of She's election integrity. Herself.
5: That's it. Yeah. She just cut her own head off. Yeah. She's done.
9: You want to listen to this second clip she
5: doesn't she doesn't even need to continue that's it i mean seriously there is nobody in the world that even comes close to believing that i'm sorry if you do i i feel bad for you i really Mm -hmm. do because i wish you could see it through my eyes because it is not what you think it is Mm -hmm. what we saw was (laughs) it was complete fudging of the numbers then look when the numbers work out too good there's a problem well check this out
10: on the wrong end of these conversations? I mean, if he's just jumped up and says, guys, I'm announcing, oh, I'm running. I thought that was good. I think this crowd would lose its frickin' mind. That's what I think.
9: Shut it down. Yeah. Call it a day.
10: Is he on the wrong end of these conversations, do you think, on? He's getting the loudest applause of anybody in the room so far. You can definitely feel that. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing. The thing I learned here is how out of step with the base so many of these candidates are. And mm-hmm. you did see some guys, I think, like Tim Scott, even though parts of his thing were, were awkward, he still connected yep. on certain levels. He certainly... Have the values yep. of those people, but many of these candidates just are not connecting at all. They're completely out of step with the opinions, you know, and Tucker is not. He's got his, his fingers on, on the pulse of it. Now the question is, does it drive it? you know that that program for many years shaped a lot i think of what the base now looks mm-hmm. at when they look at these things some of it is him responding to it but it's also him bringing issues to light that no one else was so yeah i don't think you'd have a hard sell for many people in this room if tucker just decided to say you know what none of these guys are good at this i'm going to do it but i, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon how can you be this out of touch unless you just don't like your own base like if you were if you were the traditional politician you'd at least grandstand and genuflect to connect with people to be in an obstinate opposition to your own base there's just no other conclusion to draw other than you are a you have no self-awareness whatsoever or you just don't like us i don't think conservatives are allowed to like their base i don't think republicans are i I don't i'm that's not a joke like i don't think they're allowed to i think they're told that america is an economic zone uh, america is a set of ideas Mm -hmm. it's not people it's not a nation Mm -hmm. it's not a group that you have to love it's a and GDP. care about. It's, it's a market. It's, yeah. or, or, it's, or it's an abstract set of things that are somewhere in the Constitution or somewhere written down by William F. Buckley. Mm-hmm. That's not who America is. That's not who conservatives are. That's not what red states want to it's hear. Just, they want to hear from someone who what, is listening what, to what, who they are now in 2023 and speaking to their needs. And that's just what, something that conservatives what, are terrified him, to do.
5: No, 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 no. He said that cons- conservatives are terrified. No, are, he means that
7: the politicians do, that are representing conservatives are not they I, I got gotcha. you they gotcha.
5: hate their base, but i I got a question for you. How many of you actually hate your your senator, your congressman, whatever wire and in your in the chat, how many of you and if you have more than one, obviously you do because every state's got two senators and every state's got I don't know how many representatives Shit, these days the it depends on the population. so, If you hate your representatives or you think your representatives are halfway decent, where's the disconnect? See, this is what I think the disconnect is. And it's what I call the Disney World effect of Washington, D.C. You know, when you walk into Disney World as a kid, that first time, and you're actually in the park, and you actually see the, the castle and everything else, your mind just melts. Everything as a child just comes together, and you're like, you're like put, putty in your fucking parents' hands. Your parents say, "Hey, you want to go?" Yes, I want to do it. Or you want to go over here? Yes, I want to do it. And you go running each way, every way, and your all your parents are thinking, "Man, you're gonna be fucking smoked tonight." I can't wait because I'm gonna fuck this shit out of your mom in the same room you're sleeping in, and you're not even gonna know about it. But outside of that, that is the same thing that happens when you go to DC. And I'm not giving them an excuse. I'm just telling you, you get up there. You get bombarded. I've watched it. I've watched it happen to freshman congressmen, freshman senators. I've watched it happen where they just get bombarded by all these lobbyist groups. The problem in Washington isn't our system of government. The problem in Washington is we've let money take control of it. Mm-hmm. If we could find a peaceful resolution or a way where we could remove money from Washington, D.C., Washington, D.C. would work exactly the way the Constitution had it planned. The problem is the Constitution didn't foresee or think about for one second the U.S. dollar or the incorporation of the United States. Literally fascism corporations
7: controlling government
5: and that is where it was like now we've got to see our politicians walking around nascar jackets because we don't know what they support you look at them you're like hey he supports uh the morning after pill oh and he supports fucking trojan common condoms what do you support dude that's kind of a fucking mishmash of shit I, I i get why
7: don't we start by trying to get rid of the coke
5: well that would be a lot easier said than done exactly this is this is funny
8: i don't know what you know what the thing about that story it's just a mystery to me no one was more shocked than i was are you serious in the biden white house somebody left an eight ball of cocaine in a public i was like i said to my wife that just doesn't it's just not in character you know i just don't believe it it's clearly a setup. I went right back to Marion Barry and I was like, somebody set you up. I'm serious. It was, you know what I mean? It was like. <laughs> it was so, can I? I'll stop with it. That was my favorite story of all time. <laughs> because it just explains all the behavior, it really does. I mean, I worked in the media business for my whole life, so I I know what the behavior looks like, but it's like crazed and grandiose. I've got a plan. You're not going to believe it. It's unbelievable. It's going to totally work. What we're going to do is we're going to totally rearrange everything, okay? We've been doing things a certain way for a long time, okay? And it's worked. A better player. And that's their entire Approach <laughs> So if I could just give you One piece of advice After 27 years Of the television business
5: Don't trust a man with numb gums Thank you I, I, I agree with him However, hold on a second. You did hear the, he, he didn't. Just take a jab at the Biden administration. No, that was a straight up fucking right hook. Uh That motherfucker bent down. He pulled up all his power from his hips. And as he twisted and turned his pelvis into the motherfucker's head, he was looking to dislodge his jaw from the side of his fucking face. The whole point of that was he said, I don't know how they found an eight ball sitting in the fucking White House. It would all be up their fucking noses. Look at them. Look at how they're walking around all coked out. I got an idea. I've got an even better plan. Oh, man, we've got such a great plan here. It'll be amazing.
7: Mm.
5: Holy oh, shit! yeah. You, oh, mm. My God. Just just more of us just going right down the drain. Mm-hmm. Just stand by folks. We're just going to flush it one more time. Okay. I promise.
7: I think this coming up. This one is my favorite. That yeah. was funny. As fuck. That, was, that funny. was pretty good. That was really funny. But that was pretty good. This, Tucker. This, this is my favorite clip
8: of our lifetime. How do you explain? Well, I'm clinging to the hope that elections still matter. I, I really want to believe that because I'm I'm American in a very fundamental way. And so I believe in in the in the actual mechanics of democracy, like the people should rule, you know, Um So uh, but leaving aside even elections, I think it's clearly a pivot point in history, and I don't think the issues that we debate and really are in some ways distractions are the core issues Mm. at all. I mean, it really there are forces unseen forces acting on people. Mm. Um, It's funny in February. I was like trying to think about what to do for Lent. I'm not a particularly faithful or virtuous person, but like you try to do something. I already quit smoking. So like, what's next? And I thought, well, I'm just going to read the Bible. And no, I'm not going to do a Bible study. I'm a Protestant. So I feel like I have a right to kind of read it myself. And I, no, I, I'm sorry. I feel that way. And, uh, and so I've been reading it since February and I'm like about halfway done. And, and I haven't talked to anyone about it. And I haven't been in it, just been myself reading it. And, and I've all kind. it's like the most interesting thing I think I've ever done. It's mm. unbelievable. The amount of drama in those books <laughs> that has been hidden from me as a regular churchgoer in the Episcopal Church, like, wait, why didn't you ever mention this? This is like sure. unbelievable. <laughs> what? But the two things I have come away with after reading the entire New Testament, and I'm up to Deuteronomy in the Old Testament, is the every part, with the exception of Jesus, Every figure is like really flawed. Big time. Like flawed in a way where you'd be like, I don't know if I could be friends with that person. You know what I mean? Abraham enters Egypt and he's like, oh, it's my sister actually. Take her. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? I was saying to my wife who was a who was a religion teacher. I was like, what why didn't anyone what is that? And she's like, maybe the point is that God takes people who are not perfect people, not only not perfect people, like they're so imperfect again, mm. I don't think I can have dinner with them, and uses them for these grander purposes. That's the first thing I notice. The second thing I notice is that people, while they have free will, of course, and they can make decisions and they live with the consequences of those decisions, they're not really in charge of the arc of history at all. Mm. They are being acted upon a lot. Amen. Okay. And I never really appreciated that because I'm American and so I grew up with this feeling that we're the sum total of our choices well that's not what I'm reading at all. You know, people's choices matter. You need to do certain things and not do other things. On the other hand, you are not in charge. You are being acted upon by a world you can't see and that by the way is consistent with my life experience. Like I've seen that I've lived that I'm 54 and so. I feel like it's really important to approach politics with that in mind. Like, a lot of these issues are symbols of this much larger battle. And, and the final thing I will say is, I do think we should approach these questions with humility. Amen. You know, we don't always know. I was at dinner last night at 8.01, which I strongly recommend. Surprisingly good lobster, kind of weird for Iowa. I'm like, is this from the coast of Iowa? No, but it was good. But anyway, we were talking about candidates, and. I was eating with someone who's a Christian and I and I said I can't honestly I can't tell if this person is a tool of light or darkness you know what I mean Um, so we don't always know actually at all and we should always admit that you know I've got very strong feelings about all kinds of issues but it's so important to be open to the possibility that I'm completely wrong and that what I'm espousing is actually destructive not constructive Um, so just to, to approach it with with humility like we're all about a hundred times more ignorant than we most important election of, of our lifetime how do you expect
5: and uh yeah uh, yeah well welcome to the rest of what we call faith tucker mm-hmm. uh just so you're aware um that is faith that is what you're being enlightened to um welcome and uh, don't be scared of it it's uh because <clears throat> guess what if you believe it it's, it's even worse because it's called blind faith. Then it's like, fuck, I, I don't even see it, but I believe it's there. Mm-hmm. And guess what? When you get to that level, next thing you know, you're going to have a knock at your door and it's going to be somebody you just, what the fuck? How? Why me? Ask that question a lot. Maybe, maybe here's why.
8: There were people who didn't kind of play along. We knew what the rules were. And every organization in American life, every large group of people in American life from, well, really from your government to the entire media, in some cases your church, we're all telling the same thing. Here are the rules. If you are a good person, you will follow these rules. You will mask, you will separate, you will stay at home, you'll take our shot. No, we have no idea what's in it. We don't know what's long-term effects, but shut up. This is a moral test. And if you want to pass, you will obey. And there will be people who decide to opt out, but they are, and everyone agreed on this, moral criminals, they're outlaws. And it's, <laughs> well, I mean, given there's a certain sort of outlaw who's proud of it, they're sitting over there, they're standing right here, I mean, there are always some people, <laughs> there are always some people who are going to be or gifted with whatever that weird gene is, it's like 8% of the population who are proud to like stand apart and be like no but most people including most good people and most sensible people don't want to be in that eight percent you know what i mean they just don't it's it they don't want to be cast out of the tribe actually i don't know what you said but i agree with you (laughs) i mean the only speaker likes being shouted at anyway but that's it but the problem is nobody pushed back on the fundamental terms. Like, wait a second. You know, is there evidence for this? Do you know this to be true? Don't Americans have an inherent, which is to say a right they were born with, an inherent right to make their own decisions about how they live on the most basic level, what medicine they put in their body, where they travel? Nobody said that.
5: You would think, you would Mm -hmm. think, but you'd be wrong.
7: Yeah, because, look, here's what Camel Toast said over the weekend.
5: Yeah, because she
11: wanted
7: Impact on something like public health. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our yeah. vehicles and reduce population. Say it again. Vehicles and reduce population. One more time. Vehicles and reduce population. One more time. More of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. And electric vehicles and reduce population. Electric vehicles and reduce population.
5: Yeah. Mm. Yep, we're crazy though. We're nuts. We're conspiracy theorists. We don't know what we're talking about. We're, what we're telling you is disinformation. That's all they sell, is that's all they pedal. That's all they pedal in. That's the problem. They pedal in disinformation. We peddle in facts. The problem is, is when we peddle in facts, they don't like to acknowledge our facts. And because they come from a higher authority, everybody takes their word instead of ours. Well, that's fine. We have like a 90%, 99% success rate so far. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. That's because our word comes from an
7: actual higher authority, not their presumed higher authority.
5: Well, I mean, some of it does, but I mean, a lot of it's just political. It's just bullshit. It's all the same bullshit that you see played out in any given third world country. Honestly, we're not, we're nothing better than a third world country at this Mm -hmm. point. We're bickering and arguing like a bunch of little bitches. That's not what I thought America was founded on. I thought we were founded on standing up for principles of good, standing against evil, Doing the hard right over the easy wrong. That's what I thought the principles of this country were founded on. I'll tell you what, the, I came across this, this speech
7: that this lady gave at a school board. It was nine minutes. I cut it down um, to like the last three. But she's, uh, she's a mother and her kids absolutely refuse to go to a school that teaches CRT. They, they refuse. They said they just teach hate. They teach division. And so she goes on and they gave her a full 10 minutes to speak um, and they were in agreement with her. They didn't shut her down. But uh, the end of her speech was quite powerful. So here's that.
11: They don't want us to be free. They want us to take their pity. They want us to take their welfare. They want us to continue to pick their cotton, but not on my watch. We will not give into this lie we are not inferior and we are there we are not their puppets any longer enough is enough we are valuable and anyone who supports crt is an enemy to all people i want to close with with this alexis de tocqueville many of you know is a french diplomat and philosopher i want to talk about the reason i believe this is happening right now this race baiting. I believe it's a sin issue. We have pushed out God in our schools right now, and I believe that if we have more of God, that we wouldn't have to deal with the issues of race and oppression. One of his quotes said that liberty cannot be established without morality, nor morality without faith. But I also want to talk about something that he said. He said, I sought for the greatness and genius of America in her fertile fields and boundless forests. And it was not there. I sought for the greatness and genius of America in her rich minds and her vast um, world commerce, and it was not there. I sought for the greatness and genius of America in her public school system and institutions of learning, and it was not there. I sought for the greatness and genius of America in her Democratic Congress and her matchless Constitution, and it was not there. Not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits flame with righteousness did I understand the secret of her genius and power. America is great because she is good. And if America ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. And that is the issue it is a sin issue. America is what's great because we had God and that is what we need to get back to. So instead of teaching our children to hate one another, why don't we tell them that they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Sin is on the rise.
7: It's They remove God from our schools. They remove God from our homes.
5: Wait, wait, where does it go? Uh, idle hands. Idle hands, or idle hands the are
7: what. Idle hands are what.
5: Devil's work. That's it. Devil's you need playground. To put God first in your life. That's it. That's the most important thing. If everything you learn, if anything else you learn from us, one thing I want you to do is, it doesn't matter what you call God. Doesn't matter how you talk to Him. Doesn't matter whether you call Him Yahweh, Joshua, whatever. Muhammad, it it doesn't matter. Allah, uh, however, you refer to God, refer to God, but put him first in your life because I'm telling you right now, if we don't, if we don't in this country, we are fucked. We are so fucked. And I can't, I, I can't tell you why I know this, but I can tell you right now, I'm not bullshitting you. We are fucked if we do not start putting God first in our life. Like times run out. Our, our, our counter's down. We're, we're down big time. It's like now is the time we need to start doing this. Like everybody needs to start doing this. You need to take that extra minute in the morning instead of murdering that person that's in front of you 30 times in your head. Maybe give that f- extra five seconds and say, well, I wonder what's going on in his life that's so important. Um, We've got to start doing it because even in thoughts, And in our own thoughts, in our own thoughts is the most, that's where it's so devious. Because you all know, you have the same thoughts I do. Rarely do you utter what I utter. However, you all have the same exact exact fucking thoughts. You've been behind that fucking driver before that can't choose which lane they want to be in. And you're like, look, dude, I'll fucking pull up alongside of you. Put a 12 gauge out my window. I guarantee you'll stay in that fucking lane. I get it. I understand that frustration. However, the Christian side of me tells me that I have to ask, why is there that frustration? Why is that person jumping lanes? And we can't do that without God. It's God, country, then your family. It's the way it's supposed to be. God, country, family. It's the way it's always been. You look at any military crest, God, country, family.
7: So when my family was here last night, my dad said, uh, did you hear this, this singer that changed the words of the national Anthem? I said, he's like, the, you know, the media's going crazy about it. I said, no, I don't uh, watch, I don't uh, watch the news. We don't watch the news. Well, I do, but she didn't. Anyway, I didn't and hear anything about Well, it happened Friday night. And honestly, like I, really, we haven't really too. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Friday I have a morning. shit ton of content, but. Yeah, I haven't really tuned in. But uh went and looked it up. And when you, well, first. How
5: about you just play it first? Let everyone yeah,
7: listen. play it then, first. And then and then, and then I we'll And come. then I have another clip to play for you. And then we'll Okay, because remember, this is here in America. And then I have another clip for you.
1: Say. Can you
7: First instinct right now is to be pissed off
5: no actually i uh but i am thinking of the words uh, thinking of the the words that she used although i know everybody's first instinct is to drag this woman to the curb and mud stomp her skull into oblivion she's not wrong she's really not
7: we talk all the time we talk about being a slave all of the time looking at it through the vision of color through the lens of color
5: Literally, if you if if you if you take out the color aspect out of that and you remove the fact that she's a black woman singing the song, she's talking about all of us. We're all slaves. I know it's hard to stomach and I know it's it is a complete slight and disrespect to everything that we hold near and dear in the red, white and blue. And you know I'm not one. I'm one to fucking crucify people like that. However, listening to the words, removing the emotion from it, she's talking about all of us. She's talking about you, about me, about the blood and sweat and tears that we poured into this country that were never represented. When was the last time you heard a normal person from the street becoming president of the United States. You know what? I don't know of a single person other than George Washington. He wasn't a normal person. He no, is. he most certainly was. He didn't even want the fucking job to be general of the army. He begged not to get the job because he knew what came with the job. Mm-hmm. But he started as a general of
7: the army and before that he was in the british military he was he was a
5: colonel in the british military Mm -hmm. that's why he did not want to get Mm -hmm. involved
7: yep and yeah carrie carrie lake home of the slave think about it are you truly free can you quit your job tomorrow and grow your own food could you could you pay for your house
5: can I, can I tell you what you need to do to do that for your me, car, can I can I give you bill? can I give you a clue what you need to do that if you want to do that this is what you got to do
7: we get 21 years that's why we said to, 21
5: to years in the military aspect you, you have to spend eight years in a hospital oh and by the way you have to have about 11 years of your wife' life just completely obliterated from your memory that's what it takes if you want that yes there is something you can do for it yes. You can, you, you, you too can do that, but it does require a modicum of your soul. Oh, and by the way, a whole lot of your dignity and anything else that you thought you had between your two years, because it's all gone at that point.
7: Layana, just because she brought an intolerant leftist, just because she made it about race doesn't mean that you have to take the race aspect out of it. You know what? Listen to this before we do our Justin tribute.
4: I'm a white man. You think? Yeah. No, do you believe? I believe I am a white man. Don't you know that belief is a doubt? How is belief
0: a doubt? Eh? How is belief because a belief? Because
4: you cannot believe something and know it. Wait. Wait.
0: I, my poor brain, wait. Hang on, hang on. I cannot
4: believe it and know it. No. And you can only believe in what you don't know.
11: I like that, you can only believe in what you don't know. You don't know. That's why you have to believe it. Yes.
4: Ah. Now do you believe in your mother and father? No, I know my mother and father. Yeah. So, but you might believe in Jesus. I might believe in Jesus. Because you don't know Jesus. Because I've never met and him. you can only believe in what you don't know. True. So, so know that believe is a doubt. Believe. Now do you know that you are a white man? If you know that you are white, explain to me how you know this. Okay. Um. My mother is Portuguese and she's white. My father is Scottish with blonde and blue eyes. And you reckon they are white?
1: I reckon Alright, right, yeah, listen goes.
4: listen to this conversation. Go yeah. on, go on tell. If I get water, yeah. Yeah, it's quite simple in it. Yeah. I get a black young, yeah, a white one, yeah. a blue one and a yellow one, and I fill them with water and seal them. Yeah, okay. When you look, would you see the water? Uh, you can't see the water at all. What would you see? Nothing, just the, the white di- of the black. You would see the different colors. The different colors. And if you trust those eyes of yours, yeah. you're going to believe that they're different, aren't you? I will believe it. Until it. you go and fucking taste them. Correct. And what are you going to discover? That it's all just water. All one. One missing diversity, we call it. Yeah. Now you see all these human beings that you see. Yeah. Who believe that they're Japanese, Chinese, blacks and whites. Yeah. They are the same. And if you go to any one of them, excuse me, sir, what color is your mind? You see, he, he said he doesn't
10: know what color his mind no. is
4: mine. No, go and ask a Japanese. He don't know either. No. Because we are spirits living in different color physical bodies. We are not our bodies. When you look with the eyes, you are not seeing me. You are seeing the body. Just like I tell you, when you look at the tins of tins, you won't see the water, will you? No. It's a. Will you look at my body and say I'm a black man? That is a program. You was programmed from birth, yeah, to believe that you are blacks and whites. But you fuck all like that. You just a spirit in a body,
5: full of the same. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, that was exactly all right. So that is a Rasta.
7: I named, I named. That clip. Rasta style. So
5: this is Kingston. That's mm-hmm. in Kingston. I know exactly where this is because mm-hmm. everybody showed this to me when we were down in Jamaica. This is how they view people. Yes. This is how Jamaicans view people. This is they don't. View people. They don't view fucking people as black, white, green, brown, yellow. You're a human. Holy shit! Epic concept right there, right? Mm-hmm. So the point here, and I, I think the most. Important point of this Is yeah She was singing a song at the wrong place In the wrong time I completely agree with that There's a place and time for everything It was Essence Fest is what it's called You don't do that to the national anthem Mm -hmm. However Was she singing about the wrong thing When you remove race and color from it Was she really singing about Anything different than anything else we've talked about here Just because
7: she put race and color into it Doesn't mean you have to There is no race or color
5: Eliminate that Just eliminate it from your mind It doesn't exist One people We we are We One have race. to be If we're not We're fucked Because when the aliens One come thing. What are we going to stand divided? Oh we'll work for about a day And then this shit will collapse Fuck We're all people. We've all got two arms, two legs, ten fingers, ten toes. Well, Some of us do. Maybe some of us are a little less after July 4th. But, hey, (laughs) for the most part, we're all pretty much normal. The point is, is why are we going to fuck any of that up? By throwing something in it that the government wants to define us on. It's, you know, I was saving this for tomorrow and I can't. Because I I just can't this this really just wrapped my wrap me around the axle today it really pissed me off. I went and listened to Bon Gino today, and if anybody oh, else God. did, motherfucker, I apologize.
7: Dude, you're gonna go on a rant just as we're already three minutes past tribute. Oh shit!
5: Yeah, good point. We gotta do that first.
7: That comes seriously. First. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, we do. I do want Relax. to listen to the Glenn Beck interview with Tucker you in wanna the get second hot? half too. So just so you know, yes, I always want to get hot. Okay. Just making sure, spark it up, get it
1: ready, fuckers is. Is. We'll
5: get in that Thunder. afterwards
1: Thunder. <laughs>
5: Thunder cats. Get it They don't. (laughs) (coughs) Hey, what if... Wait one minute on that, Leanna. I will... uh, I got something for that because you're right and you're wrong. And I've I've got something to add to that. The Rostos get it. I don't know if it's an issue there like that. Like what we're thinking about. (laughs) Either way, smoke it up. Get it down. If you can, of course.
7: You know, Cisco, when our kids were little, I made a point to always say the word no to them in a different language. Nine. Yet. And then I used Spanish. Mix. No. And it was oh, the same
5: thing. <laughs> it defeated it. the whole purpose. Yeah, you could have gone, gone <laughs> so many other ways. Like I know about 11 other languages. I know. it. No Neri's probably the best one you
7: could use. Hmm. Well, you weren't home, so
5: use the old Greek Orthodox Neri. That's.
7: I just didn't want to be the parent screaming no at them all the time. Yeah, so you made
5: me do it. Thanks, you asshole. home.
7: Bullshit! I came home and did it yeah, for like. Please, you came home for a total of six weeks, split up for the first six True. years of the older one's life. Sure. All right. Yeah. Holy fuck.
5: Blame me for everything. Why, next ah, thing you know, yeah, I'm going to be blamed for 9-11. Don't
7: come home and don't say you came home and did it because you didn't. You didn't come home. Probably why the older one's so yes. fucked up.
5: Could be. Or he's just, you you know, he's, where he's just, know, where his place is. Like, I mean. I mean, there's a bunch of different possibilities there,
7: exactly. Cisco, we are conditioned to hear that word, and oh. it closes off free thinking and seeking. That was why I tried to use a different word.
5: on your door. What do we tell him?
10: Nah,
7: bear. Bear. Nah, bear.
5: nah, 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 bear. nah, nah. Either way, it, it the, the whole the Bongino thing is a whole nother thing, but. I don't even want to get into it. I no, decided it against it. We'll we'll do that tomorrow. Okay. I'm saving that for tomorrow. Because it really pissed me off today. Before. I mean, I literally left and went back to listen to Liana because I was like, you know what? Fuck that shit. I'm not even not even giving them the time of day. After that stupid fucking statement, I just want to mud his skull in the ground. Okay. Anyway, moving right See, on.
7: See, before we get to Glenn Beck and Tucker, tell me if you guys hear the same thing that I heard in this. Come on, you stupid cunt!
5: Well, she is a stupid cunt. I know. You, did you get the clip?
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. You're gonna have to remove it. Yeah, no, nope. now, it'll, now it'll
7: now,
6: nope. See, now it'll be fine. Ah. Okay. The Democratic like, Party is completely it. out of mm-hmm. touch. With the people, we have the Democrat elite people in the Biden administration pushing this nonsense, saying things like, hey, the government should be responsible for raising your children, not you as parents. They are pushing things like censorship of any speech that they don't like. They're pushing open borders. They're pushing favoring criminals over victims. The list of their insanity goes on and on and on. I was a Democrat my entire adult life up until a few months ago because of their insanity. I could no longer associate myself with them.
5: Okay. What, what were you Listen again
6: and on and on. I was a Democrat my entire adult life up until a few months ago because of their insanity. I could no longer associate myself with them up to a few months ago.
7: Myselves with them. How many selves does she have?
5: Wait, go back. I Uh got to hear that again. Listen
6: goes on and on and on i was a democrat my entire adult life up until a few months ago because of their insanity i could no longer associate myself with them and so they
5: selves with them
6: yep
7: huh the words on the screen says myself with them
5: but she very she clearly said, says myself
7: myself that's like that's not something that you say
5: that would explain explain the gray hair dude Tulsi's got literal demons. Literal demons in her. Yeah. Mm, Tulsi Gabbard, demonaire. Yeah. Yes.
7: Yeah. Listen to that one more time. Yeah.
6: I was a Democrat my entire adult life up until a few months ago because of their insanity. I could no longer associate myself with them, and so they have.
5: Myself with them. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. My selves with them Yeah Who says that? Exactly Unless you're possessed Yeah Holy shit Yeah
7: Wow Yeah I didn't even give a shit What she was saying There's that That caught me Tulsi's Tulsi's got some Tulsi's Parasites got actual demons She might need to hmm How many selves Does she have?
5: I wonder Wonder Tulsi wonder. Old Tulsi wonder, wonder Who been fucking your butthole, huh? <laughs> Just saying uh, asking for a friend. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> she's kind of hot. I mean, if she was standing in front of me screaming that she's legion. you're like, all right, I, I buy it. No shit. okay. I, I I tend to think that my legion will beat her legion though. I'm mm. pretty sure. fairly certain. okay.
7: Ooh, all right. Uh, thank you. hold on. you're you're right. Um, thank you, PQuest, for reminding me of that real quick, because... The stripe? Uh, no, no, the the pence. Oh, the pence slip. No, no. Well, not we, we have already played that. I just want to play this real quick.
5: Okay. Oh, Beating oh, pence in the back of the head. Fuck yes. Oh. This is awesome. Oh, got him! <laughs> Uh-huh. You know what she gets? You know what? I I know I didn't get your approval first, but thunder, oh, fuck yeah. it. thunder, thunder, uh-huh. thunder can't uh-huh. get the fuck out of here! Oh!
1: Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, Oh that's fucking awesome.
5: It's too bad that wasn't holy water it was too bad because you just would have seen a flaming mob running down the street oh, that's fuck awesome. but right. awesome well done so awesome, touche yeah, yeah, that sucks yeah, for him yeah. but awesome for you
7: okay
5: all holy right. shit here we go all right ah. maybe not maybe not
7: Mm-hmm. Try one more time. I am. I'm gonna wait to do this, and it's gonna tell me having trouble connecting. And then I'm gonna click it out, and then it's gonna work fine. It just needs to load for a minute because it's there. See, and then see every fucking time. Every time. All right.
3: Good job. The podcast with Tucker Carlson. Ah, how Good are you, sir? See you? I'm great. Great to Thank see you. Thank you for having me. We have we. Besides one Facebook meeting,
8: have we sat in the same room together? I don't know, but I've been such a almost like scary stalker level admirer for so long that it feels like, no, I'm serious. I had (laughs) dinner
7: last night with some people, you know. Okay. uh, They're saying that wasn't Pence. That's the governor, not piece of shit. 30 pence that's too bad still was a Fuck, that was epic
5: epic Doesn't throw matter. she still gets a thunder kicks Freaking from me awesome. that was epic i mean
7: if it had been pence that'd be great but still getting the governor in the back of the head with a water balloon still great great throw oh
5: mike dewine
7: dewine even better the dewiner seriously
8: and i said and i meant it i think you're And I've always thought this, since you blew up CNN when I worked there, (laughs) you're the the level of natural talent on display when you speak on camera is like unbelievable. And I know because I've done the job. Yeah, so I'm very impressed. Uh, Likewise,
3: I'm a mutual fan. You have, I, I think, and I've said this over and over again, I think you are the only one that was on national television up until recently uh that was telling the truth that we and not well that wasn't
8: the, hard well,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it, it wasn't that you were um it, you were trying to get it right and i don't think that happens very
8: much i don't think I think I mean, mean i don't even have very interesting views on anything you know i really don't i don't i don't think i have a single radical or crazy or far out view on anything i just have like 1985 views so like a very moderate 1985 voter which is all of a sudden like crazy i know
3: (laughs) you were were, uh talking today uh i believe it was to nikki haley (laughs) you say you don't have any crazy views however you said something that i absolutely believe um and it is crazy to say it now i think we absolutely blew up the Nord Stream pipeline of course we did yeah absolutely did
8: well yeah and and I think it's a big deal I mean on many levels it was an environmental catastrophe I mean like a profound environmental catastrophe was also an act of vandalism which I'm against you should build things not destroy them yeah it was also an attack on infrastructure and more than anything it was an attack on our closest NATO ally Germany which used that pipeline to fund its entire manufacturing center we just attacked our ally I know this is insane behavior and I don't know why no one's been held accountable. Yes, we did it, whether it was through Poland so or Norway. A NATO nation did it with our assistance and approval. And, like, everyone knows it. And everyone's afraid to say so. Why? I don't know why. Can you say that? Well, I just did. Well, no, but I mean... I mean, I'm unemployed. You can you're... say whatever I
3: want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as a... Uh, I mean, what are the ramifications of... I am mean, thank God that, uh, that uh, Russia has not retaliated. This is... The biggest, this is the worst
8: act of war I, I have ever seen us make, right? So, and it's crazy. It's the kind of like late stage hubris on display with people. It's all of it. Uh, it really is like, I'm God. I can do whatever I want. There are no consequences. All the rules it. don't apply to me. And when you adopt that attitude, when there's no humility at all or long-term thinking, this is, you know, people who don't have like a stake in the future, like 80 year old presidents, they just don't care. And yeah. when they start to behave like that, you can actually wreck the whole thing. You can yeah. take a country down doing stuff like that, in my opinion. You
3: know, you spoke uh, today about humility and that is the biggest thing. And I thought just last month, everywhere, I was over in the United Kingdom and I'm seeing pride flags, you know, on Buckingham Palace, everywhere. There was pride flags yeah. everywhere. And I thought, isn't pride a deadly sin? I mean, July should be humility month. If we've got a
8: pride month, we have a problem. So we will not humble ourselves. I was in the UK last week. This is so weird that you said that. I thought the exact same thing. And I thought, I don't think I've ever made a bad decision that wasn't rooted in pride and hubris. Right. I mean, I'm not even talking about any sexual issue. I just mean as yeah. a matter of fact and pride. lived experience, like every bad thing I've ever done was lack rooted of humility. In that. Exactly. Yeah. So yes, it's insane. And it's so funny how people kind of say the truth out loud and no one recognizes it. We're celebrating pride. No, we should never celebrate human pride. Ever. Ever. That's, I mean, it's a sin, but it's a sin because it leads to destruction.
3: Yeah. So I was thinking today, um, as I was listening to you um, open up this, this conference, and you were talking about reading the Bible and everything else. And I thought, I think Tucker and I might be, uh, the the two people in the media, same media organization, that may have been uh, extraordinarily unpopular in that building because we both talked about God. Yeah. Uh, I I was told by Roger Ailes, you are not to use the word God anymore. Whoa. A month later, he called me in and he said, do you know how many times you've said the word God? Do you remember our conversation? I said, yes, I do. And he said, do you know how many times you've used it? I said, you count it? He said, yes, 92 times you have said the word God. I said, I, yeah, kind of, it's kind of important. I think, did you go through the same thing? You,
8: you are on this God uh, well it's kind of hard to imagine i mean i have the least threatening theology if i don't even have a theology you know what i mean i i i don't pretend to know the truth about anything i'm just like noting obvious great observations and one of them is there's no rational explanation for some of this behavior so maybe external forces are acting on people in ways that don't serve anyone's interest but are just pure darkness and that is very very obvious to me I never pretend to be any kind of prophet. I'm the opposite of that. Right. And so I just don't see my views as threatening in the slightest. I'm like the dumbest person in the room being like, wow, what is that? I mean, that's as far as I go. That's that's all I'm qualified to do. And so I, I can't imagine anyone could be threatened by that. But if anyone is threatened by that, that reveals a lot more about them than it does about me right because i'm not calling anyone to attend revival or telling anyone to be baptized in my blood or anything like i'm like the opposite of that i'm a fallen episcopalian who knows he has no moral standing to judge other people and i really mean that too so um you know i have no idea i personally think i you know i they were great to me when i worked there they let me say whatever i wanted i took that and ran with it obviously i ran too far. I kind of sensed in my gut at some point, you know, if you come out against the war in Ukraine and you know, like, I was like they're probably gonna punish you at a certain point. And then it came and I wasn't mad about it and I wasn't shocked by it. I mean I was a little surprised in the moment, but I wasn't like, I can't believe they fired me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like what did you expect? It's sort of like your own death. I mean not not being hyperbolic, but like at some point you're gonna be the doctor's gonna be like, oh, sit down. Yeah and you'll be like, yeah, okay. You know, here it yes. is but and you're gonna be shocked and sad and you call your wife and kids and you cry and all stuff, but are you really like i can't believe i'm dying right i
3: just can't believe it nobody told me i've been smoking my whole life <laughs> right, or,
8: <laughs> i've been living my whole life yeah right i thought i was gonna live forever right you know like you know so you can't be mad or shocked sure Have you heard the? Sorry, that was super dark. No, no. Have you? Have you
3: heard the? the Dark to me. No. (laughs) Glenn Beck. Did you hear the news today about you? Probably not. Tucker Carlson's remaining team at Fox News, nine employees, are going to be frog-marched out of the building at 9 p.m. tonight. HR will be waiting outside of the control room when they finish tonight's show to escort the remaining producers outside. One producer called
8: it degrading. That is, um, and this is certainly not a defense of the company that's doing that, but this is kind of par in corporate America. I think it's disgusting. And I would say two things. One, you should always be loyal to people who are loyal to you. Loyalty is reciprocal. If people give up a lot on your behalf, you should do the same for them. And I've never seen a company, a publicly traded company, do that for anybody in the United States. And it's disgusting, okay? I think it's a huge sin that they all commit. The second thing I would say is that the age, I'm 54, so I joined the workforce when there were no HR departments. It was called personnel, and it had a minor role in the life of the company. And the job was to, like, sign you up for your dumb health care benefits or take out FICA or something like that. HR evolved on the promise that it would meet the needs of humans, human resources. It has made companies far more soulless, far crueler to people. Big time. Far more at the mercy of lawyers and the grotesque anti-human legal mindset that's really hurt our country, that's stripped the humanity from people and turned them into widgets. HR is is an instrument of... Cruelty and force and coercion. And I think anyone who's working in HR should examine his own conscience and ask, can I continue to do this? I really think it's a bad force in America. And nobody says that, but it's true. I've seen it. And we- I've seen it. Yes, it's I mean, we all have seen it. We, you've seen it when you see it yourself when you're marched
3: into an office and you see the HR people and then you see you know, the attorneys behind and you're like, this is really not necessary. Oh,
8: I, I, Why can't we just- I had one conversation with HR my entire life and I said, I'm not talking to you at all because I, this person came into my office and said, you're not allowed to talk to another employee about something. This person had complained about me. So I saw the person, I'd never met the person and filed a complaint saying, you know, that I hurt his feelings or made him feel unsafe because of my opinion. So I run into him and I said, hey, here's my cell. Call me, text me, like if you've got a problem, call me because it is a moral requirement that we take our complaints to one another directly as Correct. human beings, not through mediating structures. That's like actually a biblical command, as you know. So anyway, but it's also a human command and, and a human requirement. So I do this and the HR lady comes in and she's like, you're not allowed to do that. And I said, I, you know, I'm an adult man and a father and a taxpayer. You are not allowed to tell me who I can speak to. And then I use bad language because <laughs> i mean it you can't tell me who i can talk. well you're my mom now what are you god right. you're telling me who i can talk to get out of my office and i said that i'm sorry i was rude but i felt that was such an intrusion i mean i couldn't even believe someone would say something like that telling you who you can talk to who do you think you're talking to like i'm nine or something and that was the last conversation i will ever have with hr and if there's nothing else i achieve in my life that i am proud of i will never speak to an hr department again Pure. I will tell you, there
3: is, it was scary when I left. Um, everybody said I was crazy uh, because we were still, ha- we had buffering when I left. You remember buffering problems? No. You don't remember? Oh, buffering when you, like tech Yeah, buffering. tech, yeah. you'd be buffering and you'd be like, okay. So you'd be like, tonight I'm going to tell. <laughs> Nobody wanted to watch anything no. online at that time. Um, Man, you were the first
8: to go digital, I think. You were the first yeah. person I knew
3: yeah so the the uh thing now is that you are going to love and you probably already are is freedom i feel like braveheart freedom you have no boss you only answer to yourself and to god and your audience and nobody people in, in new york and all the big media centers they
8: have no idea what freedom feels like yes it's fantastic. Well, I gotta be honest, I actually have felt that way for the 14 years I've been at Fox. Um, no one ever bothered me. And I was often like my own world doing, and I, got, I would get like reports back that like everyone thinks you're crazy on January 6th, that was right. a racist insurrection. And I was like, I don't think it was, but no one ever said anything to me directly about it. No one ever said anything to me. Right. And so again, there was no kind of lead up to this. Like if you say one more thing about January 6th, it was like, it was like you're great. Next day, bye-bye. Did you say everything about January 6th that you wanted to say? I said everything that I know. Okay. Um, I have a lot of views on it. I mean, And I have some ideas that are speculation that I probably wouldn't articulate because I don't want to say what I don't know. I do know there were a lot of federal agents in the crowd. Maybe there was a good reason for that. What would it be? I don't understand how you could have that many federal agents in the crowd and then it gets completely out of control Correct. at exactly the moment that the Capitol Police, which are in charge of security, were prevented from knowing Correct. any of the intelligence. Like, maybe this is a series of accidents, but why don't you just calmly explain to me how but that happened? Aren't but they- no one will. Shut up! There's, I'm not going to shut up. There's
3: too many series of accidents. You can't. Yes. You, you can be accident prone. And believe me, with. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, I can understand sure. accidents happening, but you can't continue to have accident
8: after accident, and they all fall in one direction. Yes, and then you use the result to strip people of their constitutionally guaranteed civil liberties right. and to tell a tapestry of lies that changes American society, that this was worse than Pearl Harbor or 9-11? Like, you're a liar. Yeah. And anyone who says you're a liar is attacked? What? It... Uh, it's it's like so many like you know when they're lying when they overstate something to a grotesque degree and then scream at anyone who asks any questions about it and i remember the first time it should make you nervous when they act like that it does yeah it does i I remember when
3: i when i was on fox and friends and i said stupidly just off the top of my head still just like i don't know i'm just thinking things out loud and i said uh i think Barack Obama is a racist. You are totally right. And I agreed with you 100%. And they hated you for that. And, right. And, and, but what I said was, no, that's not quite right. I followed it immediately. That's not quite right. He just seems to have some deep-seated problem or hatred for the American culture or white people. And I didn't understand at the time. It's
8: CRT. It's all of the stuff that we're dealing with right true. now. Yes, it is. But it when is. you freak out I mean, so you could okay, so you hear Glenn Beck say that. I think Obama may be a racist, maybe he's got a problem with white people, he has this sort of weird yeah. complex childhood and but we didn't, didn't know exactly any of that stuff exactly. then. So you could say, well, I disagree with you. That's not what they said. No. They said Glenn Beck must be taken off the air immediately. And in their response, I saw a precursor to what we see now with the VAX, with nine with January sixth, with climate change, with any you know you know what their big programs are. You know what the truth is when they become completely hysterical right. at your opinion. Right. And I actually, but I, let me just say again definitively, I agreed with you at the time. I knew you uh-huh. were right. In fact, I thought it was very insightful what you said. And the sad thing was a lot of really decent people, including a lot of Republicans, voted for Obama because they thought it would bring racial healing. And I understood that. I was like, I didn't vote for him, but I was like, right. that's a good reason yeah. you know, to vote yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but the irony was he was completely committed to a racist agenda yeah. that was motivated by hate. And it's very obvious now.
3: I have to tell you, I walked back to my office at my building because I didn't have my offices at Fox. I separated myself. I remember. Yeah. And I walked Mercury back. Radio? Yeah. Arts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I'm walking back to my office, and I get back, and everyone on my staff is just like, and I said, what? They said
5: what? Who said the forbidden thing? Ooh, I know told Wait a minute wait, a minute. wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, Glenn, 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 Glenn. You just shut Tucker up. Whoa, buddy. Let's go back a little bit. Whoa, buddy. You got some explaining to do
8: first. First, state something to a grotesque degree, and then scream at anyone who asks any questions about it. And I remember the first time... It should make you nervous when they
3: act like that. It does. Yeah. It does. I, I remember when I f- when I was on Fox and Friends and I said stupidly, just off the top of my head, still just like, yeah, I don't know, I'm just thinking things out loud. And I said, uh, I think Barack Obama's a racist. You are totally right, and I agreed with you 100%. And they hated you for that. And, right. And and But what I said was, no, that's not quite right. I followed it immediately. That's not quite right. He just seems to have... Some deep-seated problem or hatred for the American culture or white people, and I didn't understand at the time. It's CRT. It's all of the stuff
8: that we're dealing with right true. now. Yes, it is. But it is. You freak out, I mean, so you could okay. So you hear Glenn Beck say that? I think Obama may be a racist. Maybe he's got a problem with white people. He has this sort of weird, yeah. complex childhood. And, but we didn't know exactly any of that stuff exactly. then. So you could say, well, I disagree with you. That's not what they said. No. They said Glenn Beck must be taken off the air immediately. And in their response, I saw a precursor to what we see now with the vax, with nine, oh, with man. January 6th, with climate change, with any... You know you know what their big programs are. You know what the truth is when they become completely hysterical right. at your opinion. Right. And I actually... But I, let me just say again, definitively, I agreed with you at the time. I knew you uh-huh. were right. In fact, I thought it was very insightful what you said. And the sad thing was a lot of really decent people, including a lot of Republicans, voted for Obama because they thought it would bring racial healing. And I understood that. I was like, I didn't vote for him, but I was like, right. that's a good reason, yeah. you know, to vote yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, And But the irony was he was completely committed to a racist agenda yeah. that was motivated by hate, and it's very obvious now.
3: I have to tell you, I walked back to my office at my building because I right didn't here. have my offices at Fox. I separated myself. I remember. Yeah. And I walked Mercury back. Mercury Radio yeah. Arts. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, see, uh, and reading, I, reading I'm parts, walking and back like, to my office and I get back in everyone he on my staff, language.
5: if you watch his body language, just he covers like, his mouth. He he does said, everything what? to avoid they said, answering what?
3: the question. You said the forbidden thing. I know. You told the truth. What? <laughs> and I said, what, what, what? And they said, what you just said. And I said, what did I say? I, it was so logical to me that you could make the case. And I really thought, Tucker, and I don't know if you were, if, if there was a turning point with you, there was with me when I realized, oh my gosh, none of these people in the media actually care or are intellectually curious at all. They're just typing away, doing their thing, reading a prompter. Nobody is actually saying, because I really thought if I could make the case, which you did, Every night, you are making a great, solid case. And if you are intellectually curious and you disagree, you go, well, that can't be right. Let me look it up. Let's do some investigative
8: work on what he just said. They don't do that. And that shocked me, shocked me. But then you have to wonder why. So it's like no one in Washington or in the media is ever triggered, is ever outraged by a lie. So i can come out here and tell the most preposterous lies say the most lunatic things you know climate you're driving a suburban is causing more hurricanes in florida (laughs) well they say that every every every, every fall right and it's like insane there's like there's no evidence that's true there's a ton that's evidence that's not true nobody cares but when you say something true yeah that's that's actually true rightly true people become hysterical and call for your murder and certainly call for your deplatforming. So then what conclusion do you reach? The media are completely determined to suppress the truth, the true things that matter. That's kind of why they exist. They are the gatekeepers that prevent people from saying out loud the truest things. So let me ask you a couple of questions. Do
3: they know it, uh, and they're just part of it because they think their agenda is so right, um, is there a way to turn, do they ever wake up or is this who they are?
8: Well, the people who are currently in the system, I mean, I was in the system for 32 years and I, I don't think there's any evidence that people are having like road to Damascus convert. Like I can't, I've worked on Good Morning America for 11 years, I, I can't believe how many lies I told. Right. Or how much truth I suppressed. Like that's probably not going to happen. But, but people sometimes do things and they do have that, I mean, road
3: to Damascus. For Paul sure. woke up and said, oh, my gosh, he thought he was right. Yes. Okay. So there's a lot of people that might think that they're right. L- let me change it from. You have to the not me, me, the-
5: let me let me add in here. There's a part I want to add into this because then there's the rest of a bunch of people. That know what they're doing is wrong. So, for instance, I'll give you an example. Okay. Got a friend of mine. Works for Target. Okay, Told him what Target's done He's got little girls He knows What Target's done Okay He still works for Target He said dude You do understand You're you're part of the problem Right He said what do you you mean He said That's not me That's just them I mean I just work for him It's a paycheck I was like, bro, it's blood money. Dude, think about what's involved in that. Think about all of what Target's really promoting here. Target's not just promoting that pride and all that other bullshit. No, Target's literally promoting... The sexualization of children. Not only that, but the transmission of children yeah. through the United States as an accepted culture. Because think about this. There's no what better way to let all of the child sex traffickers know that America's open right now than to have every store out there with their pride brands rolling through the stores? What better way to send an indescript message to people than to hide it? in the advertisements of stores. You ask, why did these stores do this? I ask the same question. I asked some smarter people. Those smarter people told me that the reason that they were doing that was to let them know that the channels are open. What channels those are? Great question. All you know, it's got to be people. It's got to be. Hmm all right
7: let's go back to this we're not going to get through the whole thing tonight but do our best yeah
3: lightning bolt uh, yeah right but let me change that do the american people the democrats our neighbors not the right yeah crazies the neighbors that have always been if i went back in a time machine just 10 years ago and said hey see that guy in a dress that's a woman and you're gonna say he's a good looking woman too And they would say, no, no. And I want you to know that woman, that man, who you're going to claim is beautiful and a woman, is going to do a striptease show in your third grade class, they would all say, no way. No way. That's wrong. We knew that 10 years ago. What has happened to them? Do they ever wake up? Are they so deep down the rabbit hole they aren't? They're not listening to themselves. What's happening?
8: They're terrified. I mean, there's this scene at the end of 1984 where Winston Smith who's the protagonist finally gets betrayed, right? And he winds up in the basement of the Ministry of Truth and they torture him. And what they're trying to make him do is pretend that something he knows is not true is true. Now, why is that? Why not just kill him? Because it's easy to kill people, but the true test of omnipotence is to control someone's mind and so stalin did the same kamenev zinoviev he killed them all but before he killed them he made them read fake confessions of their crimes against him why even bother why not just kill them because that was a sign that he controlled them as people that they had no free will that they were purely puppets of him and i think that's exactly what the trans thing is about you think the people promoting this stuff care how many trans kids kill themselves no. after having their brains destroyed I by their, testosterone injections they don't care i think they are this is so
3: anti-human the yeah. whole thing is so anti-human yeah. it's crazy you might almost you might almost think there are like larger forces at play
1: like that cuz that's uh, my Let demons. me uh, okay
3: so let me uh, do some oh. rapid fire questions hit me with it baby. okay here we go um, when you got up this morning, yeah. did you imagine that you would see not one, but two presidential candidates light themselves
8: on fire in front of you? When I get up this morning, as every morning when I wake up, I don't imagine anything. Right. <laughs> I haven't had a drink in 21 years, and every single morning I wake up hungover. I feel like I've had a quart of stooly and a six pack of some rotten beer. I just feel horrible in the morning. Every morning. And so I put my pants on, I shuffled downstairs and got coffee and <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I didn't think about it at all until I was seated across from Asa. Senator Scott, who was the first. And I really like I mean I like them all. Like politicians are super charming. Like they're they like they're good with people. That's why they're in this business. So I like all of them. Uh but no, I, I, I do think that Republican voters or the system controlled by the Republican Party doesn't ask a lot of a lot of its candidates. It's like enough to say certain, to repeat certain bumper stickers from the 80s, peace through strength, lower taxes, whatever. Right. I'm, all, I'm for all that, by the way. But they don't, like no one ever gets pushed very hard. Right. And so it doesn't take much. I was certainly not acting out of hostility. But if you're just like, well, what do you mean? uh <laughs> the question. and then people like, oh you're so mean really you're trying to run my country yeah do you know what i mean yeah it's like i live here i, I, I have really... four children i can't go anywhere like what do you mean you're trying to run the country and you're mad that i'm like trying to get you to be more precise about your answers that you should have memorized already right because you're presuming to represent me Then I get a little annoyed if I think about it that way. I will tell you, I was watching
3: you. We were covering it um, on the Blaze, and I'm watching you, and I'm thinking, how does a member of the press look at this? Because some people would say, look, he's got an agenda. But you didn't. Your agenda was, I want to understand how you square this circle, because it, it doesn't work.
8: That doesn't happen.
3: That's, again, intellectual curiosity from a member
8: of the press. Yeah, but I am a, I'm a middling IQ character. Like, I am no genius. So if if I, I, I guess, really, if that's considered remarkable, it's a commentary on how just completely corrupt and stupid everybody else in this job is. Because, oh, yeah. like, why is that hard? You know, you ask Asa Hutchinson, like, you're defending you know, giving hormones right. to kids as treatment, he's like, well, I'm not defending it. Really, I think you are. Uh. <laughs> like that, that's not exactly like F-E daily cross-examination, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not an OJ lawyer, it's yeah. pretty
3: simple. <laughs> oh man, that was, I, I, la- I felt bad because I laughed out loud a couple of times when they answered your question and I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're serious. Oh, I had,
8: I had, I had, it was an audience of super nice people. Yeah, very nice. And obviously, you know, I'm kind of a jerk on some level. And so I did definitely tone it down, but I, whoa, a couple of times. The, the Mike Pence religious freedom stuff, I, I have to say, you know, spun me up. It did, it did. I, you can't, can't be like, well, I'm for religious freedom except for like priests who say things the government disagrees with, they can be arrested. Huh? You know, and it'd be fine if it, if it was almost any, and I'm, I'm holding him to an unfair standard, but if you hold yourself up as a Christian leader who's in favor of religious freedom, well then no. you kind of have to defend religious freedom whether it's popular it's or not. It's not, no freedom, nobody,
3: nobody has to defend my right to say chocolate's delicious. Yeah. Okay. It, if it's exactly. popular, you have to. And I don't think even our side understands that. I stand, I, I was, uh, when Bill Maher said, you know, I think the, uh, the Saudi or the, the hijackers yes. were, brave, were brave, braver yeah. than our fire, fire pilots. I disagreed with that 100%. Me too. But when ABC fired him, I stood up for him and said, Did what part agree? of politically incorrect me? don't you understand? Good for you. You have, right, you have to stand for the things you personally find offensive. You know, one of the things that is missing in our society that I think we would, we would solve so many of our problems. My father used to say, and I'll bet you everybody here heard this from their parents or they said this to their kids at one point. Bob, I completely disagree with you, vehemently disagree with you. I cannot tell you how wrong I think you are, but I will fight uh, right beside you, and I will fight to the death for your right to
8: say it. No, no, I, th- I think doesn't it doesn't happen, happen anymore. You're misremembering this. It's I completely disagree with you. Therefore, I'm charging you with insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh, is that you what you it go was? Back, yeah, okay, see, go right. back.
3: Okay, all right. and
8: check the videotape. Uh, okay,
3: I, okay, all right. Let's go through. Uh, let's go through. Just quick, rapid fire. Yes or no? Got right. it. Got it. Hunter Biden does he go to jail? <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh yes, yeah, for many years. <laughs> no.
3: Never. I, I, well, I don't think so. Okay. I, uh, yeah. No. Uh, Joe Biden. Does he get impeached? Uh, he does not get impeached. Does he have does he pay any price for n- not the Hunter Biden stuff, the Hunter Biden China corruption? Oh, he'll pay a price. No, I don't mean <laughs> sorry, 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 I don't mean like, like Sister Uno. <laughs> no, no, no. Sister Uno used to say to me, oh, they'll pay a prize someday. I'm like, no, sister,
8: I want it now. Oh, a vindictive nun, <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, no, hey, you, uh, you know, I think it's very possible that he's not the Democratic nominee. I mean, I just couldn't, yeah. don't see how this continues. And I, and I must say, his wife, like, what is that?
3: This goes to my next what question.
8: What is
3: that? My next question. Is the Biden, look at my nose. No, I
8: can't even, I have my yeah. glasses on, um, I can't read them.
3: Is the Biden family engaged in elder abuse?
8: Well, it's disgusting. It is. And yes. And I, you know, I have knowledge of this, actually. And um, yeah, Biden's sister said to someone I know, before, d- during the primaries in 2015 and 16, You know, he's slipping, and she was distressed by it. She loves him. And, and the Biden family is close, actually, in, in some ways. That's real. And they knew, of course, his makeup, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a lot almost. about it. And the people around Biden knew that he was suffering the effects of cognitive decline I- during the Democratic primaries. And he was sad because his son, Beau, died of cancer, which I completely understand. And he wanted to get out on the road to kind of get out of the system because that's what he does. That's his campaign his whole life. I get it. But then, because of a bunch of other events, he'd nothing to do with the Democratic Party. He's like, ah, uh, who do we pick? We thought it was Buttigieg, but he's obviously repulsive and incompetent. <laughs> Biden doesn't seem very threatening. Let's just make him the, pun- the puppet. I understand what happened. I do too. But I do think that his wife, Dr. Jill, should have said, it's my husband. Like, no, I'm not going gonna- to. Everyone, would have been like, no. Anyone who loves a, a
3: yes! father, a brother, anybody would have said, Stop it. I mean, even if you don't say it for the individual, say you're a brother that has a falling out, but you still respect him. My gosh, we took the keys to my grandfather's truck away from him when he couldn't drive. Then we had to take the keys from the riding lawnmower when he was on the freeway at some point. Grandpa. We love you, right. you can't do this anymore. It shows
8: that they don't respect the family and they don't respect the country. It's disgusting and disloyal. I have a senile dog and we would never treat her like that. You know, I mean it, I love my dog, I really love my dog and I would never treat her like that. You know?
3: Feel free to
8: skip this question. Who is Ray Epps? Um, well, Ray Epps, by his own description, is one of the people who orchestrated the assault on the Capitol on January 6th, but who is now being defended by the entire left. Um, not described as an insurrectionist, but as some sort of victim of, of me. Uh, so, you know, I'll let you reach your own conclusions on that. But why would he be represented by a lawyer who worked for David Brock? I, that's a little weird, no? Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought we were against insurrections. The guy, the one guy who's on videotape saying, to the Capitol! is the one guy they're like no we, we need to pay for a lawyer for this guy huh when they're like diabetic grandmothers in dc jail yeah two years later yeah. like what i mean i you know i i can only speculate which i will not do
3: so you have just about everybody suing you i think he's about to sue you i might sue you after this Definitely just should. to be part of the crowd of
8: course make it a class action right
3: i was uh and i i can't I can't talk about it at this point, but I will be talking about it most likely at some point in Congress. Uh Um, But I am currently financing somebody who absolutely cannot afford to take a case against the United States of America, and they are doing it to squeeze this individual. I can't tell you any of the details, but I talked to him yesterday and he said, "I I don't know what to do. I'm helping he p- him pay for that. Well, and I said, I, c- I can't imagine he's a regular American. I have the ability, but if they took me on or the way they're taking you on, can we help you
8: with crowdfunding for attorney? You're so nice. No, I, I don't think, I don't know that I need it, I, but I do think the degree to which the, ju- the justice system has been subverted by political actors to crush dissent, to punish challengers, they indicted the Republican frontrunner on nonsense charges. They've been telling me for six years that the guy's a felon and a criminal, and right? Work criminal. Okay, that's totally fine. I mean, look, I'm not related. I don't work for Trump, right? And if he's a work criminal, just tell me how. And if you can convince me, I'll, I'll join you in denouncing him. And in the end, they're like, he kept documents too long, and yeah, something. I said, I, I actually
3: said this it's to like him. It's like totally third world. Like what? I said this to him maybe six months ago. I said, Mr. President.
5: So, real quick, uh, we're going to, uh, we got to dump the pill stream. Yeah. We're, we're going to go we're gonna long tonight. Show. So, uh, if you want to hang out, hang out, jump over in the Patriot Party stream. If you're over on the pill stream, on the
7: Red Pill Project stream, not, yes. we're going to still be running Pilled, the Red Pill Project stream. Correct. On both Rumble I, and. I want to jump in here real quick because we have about five minutes before we have to drop the, the uh, Red Pill stream. But um, last night at dinner, my dad, now my dad, my dad's a rhino. Okay. Straight up. He's not a rhino. He claims to be a Republican, but he watches mainstream media. And now he's starting to come around because mainstream media is starting to report on things that we've been talking about for years. Right. So last night at dinner, he says, uh, did, you, did you know Trump's lawyers like came out and, and said that... Um, that Trump had every right to do this under under some some act, and makes like yeah the Presidential Records Act, and and he was like well how come no one knew this? I was like everyone knew this. I We've said, been talking about I it for said, two years. Said, uh, well, two months. I said they I said they litigated under Clinton, and my mom pipes up and she's like I remember that they did litigate it under Clinton because Clinton had like stuff in the his tapes sock, in, sock, sock in, his, in his sock drawer in
5: his sock the tapes in the sock drawer and
7: uh, and and my dad's like. Now, mind you, he's had four jabs. He doesn't remember shit. Uh, Maybe five, four that he remembers, possibly five. Um, But uh, he's like, but how come no one's been talking about this? Well, because it didn't fit their narrative, dad. They're trying to do everything they can to throw the book at him.
5: Fuck, what do you think we've been talking about?
7: And he was like, well, well, whose narrative? You know what? He's like, but no one's been talking about it. I was like, we've been talking about it for months since it came up.
5: Even before that. So we knew it was coming up when it was coming up.
7: Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, we are going to drop the red pill project stream so we can keep going. Cause I don't want to stop this in the middle and yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it
5: really, it really is. So red pill folks jump over to Patriot party podcast.
7: Yep. That's where you're you want to go wherever you're Either watching on, uh,
5: on red pill, uh, on, re- on the pill side or, or yep. cloud hub or yep. wherever. Ruffle. Just, yep dump from there. Yep. All right. So have a great night, fuckers. We'll see you
7: later for the rest of you. Mm -hmm. And don't forget tomorrow's an early show. Yes. Yeah. 515 for the pre-show, 530 for the start of the show.
5: All right. For the rest of you, fuckers.
7: We're going to get a little bit more Tucker going. Okay.
3: I lived in New York when you were building all of these hotels on the West Side Highway. Remember that? And your hotels would just go. Yeah. And I thought to myself, He's got to have mob connections. New I expected North,
8: them right? to find his, like, yeah, they buried all these bodies. The Meadowlands, right. the Gambino. Yes. You know, he's got, like, yes. an army of child slaves working in the casino. Like, I, you know. Now he has been investigated. A document charge:
3: Right. He's been investigated by every intelligence agency on Earth. He is probably the, the most investigated man in
8: history. It's so disappointing. in the tax returns, like, actually, he right. lost money being president. Right. It was, what a letdown. He is so incredibly It's like finding clean. out UFOs are a Frisbee. Like, what? Yeah. That's it? It's crazy. The Loch Ness Monster is a bath toy? It's like, oh, it's so disappointing. <laughs> you know?
3: <laughs> Especially when we paid for all of it. <laughs> uh,
8: uh,
3: yes or no, do we stop the deep state? Is that possible? From what you heard today from the candidates, do you see anybody that can stop the deep state? I mean,
8: I, you know... I don't want it to seem like crazy or realistic or whatever you want to call it. Uh, pretty tough. Pretty tough. It's pretty t- I mean, look, there's a lot of power vested in the federal agencies. There's no oversight at all. The Congress provides no oversight at all. It, the intel committees do not oversee the intel agencies. They're controlled by the intel agencies. Yes. I know the people who serve on them. That's right. true. Does Mike McCall offer like a backstop against the agencies? He's a part of the agencies. Are you joking? They all are. So I think it's very hard
3: does ai make it nearly inevitable that everyone on earth loses privacy and personal
8: protections of course yes at best at best there's uh, no there's no privacy and speaking of the gambinos carlo gambino had it right when he had something important to say he went behind the liquor store and it's just true the, you, your phone is a surveillance device being used or potentially used against you. So if it's in your, and by the way, anybody who deals with Intel, I'm not one of them, I'm just like a talk show host, but occasionally you deal with someone who deals with intelligence Mm -hmm. in that world, but they don't have a cell phone anywhere near that one. So
3: Chertoff, you remember uh, Michael Chertoff? Very well, I know. So he was DHS, this is 2005. He comes into my radio studio (laughs) and I said, please turn off your cell phone, it affects the equipment. And he said, oh, you don't have a cell phone. Right, exactly. And I said, you don't have a cell phone? And he said, "No. And if people understood what can be done with cell phones, no one
8: would have a cell phone." It's totally right. That was 2006. Imagine it's what we totally have now. true. And people are so re- like, if you're doing anything naughty on the internet, you're an idiot. Why? I'm serious? Like, do nothing naughty on the internet ever. Do nothing naughty. I mean, I mean we're, we're like at a point nothing you're yeah. ashamed of should take place on the internet. And this idea that there are like certain apps that are secured, you really? No, that is not the way you are surveilled. Your phone is taking control of, and everything that passes through your phone, every image on your phone is recorded. So like, I'm on signal. No one can read it. <laughs> OK? <You're right. laughs> OK, son. Um, no, I mean, that's just a fact. I'm distressed by it. But then, on the other hand, I mean, I've already had all my text grab, and they're already in The New York Times. So as I said to my wife, like, yeah, it's embarrassing. I use bad language. I, I think you'd heard that after 32 years. But I'm not having an affair. You yeah. know that now. I, I will tell you that
3: <laughs> I will tell you that um, I said at one point on the air that alcoholics may be the ones that save America, recovering Mm. alcoholics, recovering alcoholics. I'm with you, baby. Because they've already gotten it all out. 100%. They've all said it. They've been broken. They're not hiding anything anymore. I agree with that. And if you're not hiding anything, it gives you such power. Somebody said to me- That is so true. Somebody said to me at one point, um, well, I'll just tell you, it was Roger Ailes. He called me into his office at one point and he came in with a stack of papers and they were investigating me. I'd been investigated. You, you you know, all this, Uh, you know, you, you do what you do and you get investigated by everybody, both sides, all sides. And I knew I was completely clean and he came, I sat down at his desk. He said he wanted to talk to me and he set a stack of papers down and it was about that big. And, uh, he said, listen, you know, people are, looking into you. And I said, yep. And he said, so you have to be very careful. And I said, yes, sir, I know. And he said, so don't do anything. I said, no, sir, I, I, I'm clean. And he said, you know, and he patted the top of the file. You have a wonderful wife. Oh my gosh, the hair stood up back in my neck and I leaned into the desk and I said, yes, I do. And he said, it's always a shame. He almost petted it like he was like a supervillain and this was a little white cat. And he he said, It's always a shame when somebody does something that hurts a woman like that. And I looked at him and I said, That, sir, is why it has never happened. And we had like a third grade stare down for like forty-five seconds where he was just looking and reading me.
8: Are other businesses, this happening in like the insurance business? It's just television. It's just television. It's right? just television. Watch,
3: yeah, it's just it was so bizarre, Tucker. And it, it is um, when people really understand the power you have when I got nothing to hide, I got nothing. Totally agree. And when you're not bluffing, it freaks the other side out.
8: They don't know what to do. Well, I agree. And I do think that, I hate the word recovery, but people who've been forced to face their own failings and realize the central insight of life and the root of yeah. all wisdom, which is, I am not God. Yes. I'm, you know you don't have to have a specific theology to realize that. You just have to be honest and aware and willing to face it. I am not God. And you definitely learn that. If you drink too much, if you party too much as I did, Like, there's no pretense like, well, actually, I.
5: Really quick, because I, I, I got to know this. I, is it just me or is it that Roger Ayer's and everybody at Fox News, all they hire is recovering alcoholics? <laughs> so, no, I'm dead serious. Yeah, because can listen. demons. Dan Bongino, recovering mm-hmm. alcoholic. Mm-hmm. He literally, he, he still drinks, yes, now, but very not as much as he used to. Uh, Hannity hasn't had a drunk drink in like what 25 years mm. He hasn't had a drink in 30 something years Uh, Even Glenn Beck's a recovering alcoholic Uh, Holy shit Like 99% of everybody that works at Fox News <laughs> Is an alcoholic or a recovering alcoholic mm. Makes you wonder about Fox News You know what I'm saying Just saying Throwing it out there but, wow, that's that's an eye-opener to me because I, I get Roger Ayers probably was an alcoholic, if not a coke fiend. But some of these people, though, like even Tucker, I'm kind of surprised to hear that he's a recovering alcoholic. I mean, I know the shift from CNN to Fox News must have jolted his system something fucking fierce. But, holy shit, dude. Really? Okay. What was the hardest day in your life? What what were they out of lobster down at the fucking store down out there in Maine when you went out there to get some, you know, the difference between a drunk and an alcoholic one goes to meaning. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just a drunk. I'm not a quitter. Quitters quit. Quitters (sighs) quit. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. See, you know what? I was, I was raised to never quit. I was told, see, I'm one of those old school Rangers. I'm not one of these new, kid rangers where they find ways around the wall i was that guy that found the way through Through the wall wall. yeah like i didn't give a fuck throw me through the motherfucker i'm getting through it period Mm. end of story this shit is that this is that new uh, sassy way i will jump over the top of it run around the sides oh geez
1: Mm -hmm.
7: No, I did not just do that. You didn't, did you? Motherfucker. Let's see.
5: You're
3: right. I sat that. down at his desk. He said he wanted to Only talk that. to me and he set a stack of papers yep. down. And a little it was about further,
5: a little bit further.
3: And his mugshot, the best. And, and a a I little called
5: bit. it just day of a little, his life. just a little and like a hair.
3: Maybe the ones that save no. America.
8: Like that. And it doesn't even have to be former okay. drinkers. They no, it's he was talking about the drink mugshot, the best. And, where and I the
5: drinkers called it part best day of was, his life. That's where we life. And people
3: were just looking at I was just at an art gallery, and they were just looking, and they said, best day of his life. And I said, oh, everything's,
8: everything's sunshine and lollipops after there. This nope. broke. It no, should take place on the internet. There it is. And this idea that there are, like, certain apps that are secure. You Really? No, that is not the way you are surveilled. Your phone is taking control of, and everything that passes through your phone, every image on your phone is recorded. So, like, I'm on signal. No one can read it, <laughs> okay? you <right. laughs> Okay, son. Um, no, I mean, that's just a fact. I'm distressed by it. But then, on the other hand, I mean, I've already had all my text grabbed, and they're already in the New York Times. So, as I said to my wife, like, yeah, it's embarrassing. I use bad language. I, I think you'd heard that after 32 years. But I'm not having an affair. You yeah. know that now. I, I will tell you that... <laughs> I will tell you that...
3: Um, I said at one point on the air that alcoholics may be the ones that save America, recovering Mm. alcoholics, recovering alcoholics. I'm with you, baby. Because they've already gotten it all out. 100%. They've all said it. They've been broken. They're not hiding anything anymore. I agree with that. And if you're not hiding anything, it gives you such power. Somebody said to me- That is so true. Somebody said to me at one point, um, I'll just tell you, it was Roger Ailes he called me into his office at one point and he came in with a stack of papers and they were investigating me. I'd been investigated. You, you you know, all this, Uh, you know, you you do what you do and you get investigated by everybody, both sides, all sides. And I knew I was completely clean. And he came, I sat down at his desk. He said he wanted to talk to me and he set a stack of papers down and it was about that big. And, uh, he said, listen, you know, people are, looking into you and I said yep and he said so you have to be very careful and I said yes sir I know and he said so don't do anything I said no sir I I, I'm clean and he said you know and he patted the top of the file you have a wonderful wife oh my gosh the hair stood up back in my neck and I leaned into the desk and I said yes I do and he said, it's always a shame. He almost petted it like he was like a supervillain, and this was a little white cat. And he, he said, it's always a shame when somebody does something that hurts a woman like that. And I looked at him and I said, that, sir, is why it has never happened. And we had like a third grade stare down for like 45 seconds where he was just looking and reading me.
8: Are other businesses, this happen in like the insurance business? It's just television. It's right? just television. Yeah, it's just it
3: was so bizarre, Tucker. And it, it is um, when people really understand the power you have when I got nothing to hide. I got nothing. Totally agree. And when you're not
8: bluffing, it freaks the other side out. They don't know what to do. Well, I agree. And I do think that, I hate the word recovery, but people who've been forced to face their own failings and realize the central insight of life and the root of yes. all wisdom, which is, I am not God. Yes. I'm, you, know, you don't have to have a specific theology to realize that. You just have to be honest and aware and willing to face it. I am not God. And you definitely learn that. If you drink too much, if you party too much as I did, Like, there's no pretense like, well, actually, I kind of think I'm God. <laughs> no. <laughs> And uh, that's a really good thing to learn. And I trust people like that. And it doesn't even have to be former drinkers or drug people. No, it's just people who have. Yeah, anyone who's been, whenever I know someone who's gone to prison, I always try to have a party for the person when he gets out, even if it's like a bad crime. Because they're always improved by it. Like, Jack Abramoff went to prison. (laughs) I didn't even know him that well, but he got out. I'm not a lobbyist. I'm not in this business. I had a huge party for him at my house. My neighbors were outraged. How can you have Jack Abramoff in it? I was like, he he went to prison. Like, he's out like i now respect him because he can no longer pose as a good person correct and that is exactly where i am i'm he, not pretending
3: to be a good person i, I just painted a, a painting of johnny cash in mm. jail uh his mugshot. the best and and i called it best day of his life and people were just looking at i was just at an art gallery and they were just looking at it and they said best day of his life and i said "Oh, everything's everything sunshine and lollipops after there this broke him yes so now he's humble enough everything he will look back and i'm sure he did
8: look back on that moment as thank god that i I agree with that i agree with that i really would recommend in a much more low-grade way getting fired it's good for a man to be fired it is it is because you can really start especially if you're in the talking business you can wake up and be like it's possible i'm jesus yeah and you start thinking that, yeah. it's not good. Yeah. And so getting fired and being humiliated and having people avert their gaze when you walk into the you restaurant. You don't learn anything. You learn good. some things when you're wildly successful. I never learned anything. But when you're broken, and it, then you, that,
3: that's, you
8: hate it when it happens. But you always look back and go, best years of now, my life. This time when it happens, the third time it's happened to me, um, my wife was like, first of all, I'm psyched. She was psyched. Um, so that's good. My wife She's not taking same. off like, oh, me and the pool boy are out of here. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like that at all. But it was, I was like immediately thankful for it. I was like, this would be good. Because if this had continued, oh, you're so important. <laughs> at some point, I'd be like, you know, I, I really am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my
3: wife is so unimpressed. We are lucky. We're lucky. My wife, my wife we were invited to the White House. Uh, and then we were invited to, I think we were invited to go have dinner with President Trump in Florida. We were invited to the White House for another president. And uh, she's like, really? I don't want to go. Yeah. And I'm like, "That's the spirit. what? That's when we were invited, to, she said, you know, I mean, I. I Tell the pope I, I'm busy. I have Sorry. the, yeah. I mean, she is not impressed, which is the best thing. It's the best. For people like us. I totally agree. Um, OK, yes or no? Biden, the most corrupt president in history.
8: It's hard to beat LBJ, honestly. Um, when Ken, President Kennedy was killed in Dallas on November 22nd, 1963, according to the Robert Caro biography, uh, he, you know, he was there, of course, the yeah. vice president, Lyndon Johnson, goes into the bathroom, he comes out, and he's like, pretty clear he knew this was going to happen. And he was totally fine. So it's sort of, that's very, very dark. And this yeah. is Caro, who's like a liberal, you know, whatever, yeah. liberal Democrat, not no weird political agenda, or not anti-Johnson political agenda. It's really hard to beat Lyndon Johnson for like pure darkness. Right. But um, I think Biden is the tool of history-changing corruption. he's like low-grade corrupt, like shyster used car guy. Like, oh, take a payoff from the you know the insurance carriers or from the credit card companies. You can't discharge your credit card debt in bankruptcy now. It's like that's you know buy me a house and I'm yours. But the kind of corruption that we're seeing now, like the true deep, where there's like looting the country. Yeah. Like making fake cryptocurrencies and running off to the Bahamas, and like no one's ever punished, he is the tool of that. Um, And yeah, it's it's really changing our country. While while we're at JFK, they're obviously not covering
3: for an individual anymore. This is institutional. And what are they afraid of? That we'll know what we already know? That they're completely corrupt? That these institutions?
8: Yes. Yes, that's right. I mean, look. Someone—it's so deep. A guy called Matthias Desmet wrote one of the most brilliant books I've ever read, called *The Psychology of Totalitarianism*. Two mm. years ago, he's a Dutch academic, but really, but he, re, everyone should read that. Whoa! Book. It's whoa! Really good. Yeah. And uh, but in it, he makes the point that institutions, by their nature, protect themselves. Yeah. And it's like it's the ant colony. They just—they act. It's the beehive. They act on behalf of the whole and it's intrinsic to people. You kind of can't get rid of it. All institutions are like this. In the end, self-perpetuation becomes the goal. And so it's kind of weird that you like rotate out of CIA after 20 years. No one working at CIA knew James Jesus Angleton, but all of them feel incumbent on them the burden of protecting the reputation right. of the agency. So that's what it is, I think.
3: Uh, is there any news that comes from any network or any host? Like when you were on, I could say,
8: check it. But I trust that it's right. Do you watch any network and say? Well, I don't have a TV, and I never have, and that, so I don't watch that stuff. And I don't think it's good for you. And um, we read in silence in my house and play backgammon, and, and I get all of my information from texts and conversations with people. And, good for you. And I like that. You know, I don't trust any of this stuff. I don't want it in my head. I don't want like it really matters. Like Sherlock Holmes, the Arthur Conan Doyle stores are really great. And Sherlock Holmes, once he he was being asked, like, well, you didn't know that? And he's like, your mind is like an attic. Like, there's limited space. You think it goes on forever, but you're crowding it with all kinds of broken furniture, and you have no room for new stuff. And I thought it was so insightful. And so I try not to clutter my head with stuff that's untrue, that's stupid. I mean, I do anyway, of course, because I live here. But I try not to. So like, I haven't read The New York Times in many years. And The Washington Post, I wouldn't cross the street to read their stupid newspaper if it were free. I wouldn't.
3: Um, this election, everybody always says, most important election ever. Is this the one that decides the freedom for the whole world?
5: I don't know. I, I
8: mean, certainly it's important. I'm pretty distressed about the way it's going. I have a terrible track record of calling the outcomes of these things. I mean, terrible. I'm not going to predict anything ever again as long as I live. But um, I, I don't know that the battle is really at the ballot box. I mean, they seem to have it pretty well locked down. You start mail in ballots, become the majority of votes. And like, let's be real, electronic voting machines cannot be secured by their nature. I'm not accusing anyone of a crime. I'm just saying if you have electronic voting machines, you're not serious about voter integrity, period. And everyone knows that. So I I don't know that this is winnable, but I'm not sure the real battles are won on Election Day. The real battles have to do with people's values and their priorities and what they think and their ability to be with like minded people and all that like. Once people's opinions change then everything Everything is downstream of that and um,
3: so do you think people's opinions? Like I hear people all the time say I don't even listen anymore. I don't watch the news I don't listen to all the crap out of Washington. Yeah, because uh, you know, I'm just I'm not interested and I Wonder if that is true or they say I don't care and i think that they do care yes they just don't think anything will come of it
8: yes so it's like the attic why put that furniture in there and it's so depressing it's like you go on vacation with your family and and you tune out for a week i mean this just happened to me and you're like do i really care like it's so painful to dive back into american news coverage or to find out what's going on because it's all so screwed up and you're like i have a really happy family i've got a ton of kids a ton of dogs great wife like why am i even getting involved in know stuff? That. it just makes me mad but you uh, can't well it's your moral obligation yeah. to participate in yeah. the moment that you live in it's like not kind of your choice yeah and running away from things is cowardly and especially those of us who like do this for a living like there's a reason we're here and you got to try your hardest and keep running the race i really believe that but i get why people tune out they're like this is Awful. Yes. This is awful. And if you don't have a center it's not even rational. No, it's not.
3: And if you don't have a center in God, I mean people will say to me all the time, Where I mean, where do you get your hope? And I'm like, God. Yeah. Because he's not uninterested. This is his freedom. These rights are not. I don't have a right. Oh, I agree. He gave me the right. Yeah. These are his rights, and I'm supposed to protect them. And he's not uninterested in this. He's, you know, when they say, when they say the founders were all deists, really, because they all talked about miracles
8: that they saw. How how is that a deist? He's involved in this. And there's never been a society in human history, in all human history that we know of, that didn't believe that that didn't believe there was a superior supernatural force acting on human affairs. Every society has believed that until our own. So this is like a 70-year-old phenomenon where we're living in a world where no one acknowledges the possibility that there are unseen forces at work. Everybody else has always believed that, no matter what the religion. You know, the polytheists of Athens believe that. Like, this is, this is we're, we're living in an anomalous moment where people are like, no, it's science. OK, it's science. <laughs> you fools. And you uh, let's you, this, you really saw it at the beginning of COVID mm-hmm. when we started covering COVID pretty early in like late January, February, just because we we're interested in China. And it sounded pretty scary, you know, and all the videos and everything. And like, I, would, I thought it sounded scary as hell. And I said so on the air early on. But the reaction was like, people were so freaked out at the thought of dying. And I thought, well, that's, you know, no one Normal. wants to die. I totally yeah. get it. But like, if you really think that dying is the worst thing that could happen to you, I have contempt for you. Dying is not the worst thing that. First of all, dying is going to happen to you. Okay, that's guaranteed. Can't control it. Can't extend your life by a single day. That's a fact. But if you think that's the worst thing, no, that's a natural thing. The worst thing is living in a degraded manner, like a slave. That's way worse than dying. Are you joking? And like, there was no conversation. We had one guy on the air. It was the lieutenant governor of Texas said that on our show in a very reasonable, moderate way. He's like, no, I'm not that, you know, I'm an older man. I'm not that worried about dying, but I'm really worried about my grandkids. And he was like attacked for saying that. I remember. And I I remember thinking, well, this society, the core problem is people are too afraid to die or even acknowledge that death exists. Do you remember when I... No wonder they're so
3: neurotic. I was attacked because I came out and said, look, I'm 58, 57 years old at the time. And somebody's gotta keep the engine running. Yes. And we applauded at one point all of the Russian firefighters that ran into Chernobyl exactly. knowing they were going to die. Exactly. But I said, I don't mind if, if if somebody has to die, but keep this thing running, I think there's a lot of Americans my age that will go, I'll do it. Yeah, how many so more so it are- can survive.
8: How many more vacations do I need? Like, I totally agree with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, hang around to, like, go to the beach in St. Bart's and get an umbrella drink? Like, not that interesting, you know? None of it's that interesting. Leisure is not that interesting, actually, having just done it. It It's fine, but not that interesting. Let me leave you
3: with this, and this would not be a serious question 15 years ago. Do you think there's a chance, and I know people say this all the time, forever they've said this, but do you think there's a chance that we are living in the times when we'll see Christ return
8: in our life? You know, people, I, I, we live in Maine for half the year, or more than half the year, and I work out of a barn in our tiny little town, which some local newspaper like ran a picture of it. So I have people at the barn every day. And I would say, when I'm like sitting in there in my boxers, smoking a cigar, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> And I always I'm dumb enough to answer the door. And I would say 100 percent of the time it's someone there to tell me about the end times. And I always say the same thing, which is I totally believe that's happening. I think that history does have an end. OK, it's not a loop. It's a progression. It's linear. I, I believe that. I know that intuitively and I believe it as a matter of faith. So I do think there's an end at some point. But for me to presume, to call it, to know when it's coming. Are you joking? Like the number one sin is presuming you have powers that you don't to put yourself in the position of the creator to pretend you're God, to mistake yourself for the almighty. And for me to say, well, I, you know, I'm pretty sure the end times are. Bu- really? Yeah, I'm not like sure. a thief in the night. Right. You don't know. So like, I, you know, sure. It looks that way to me, but, but he like, also, what do I know? I thought Lee Zeldin was going to be governor of New York. Okay? <laughs> so I'm not going to predict
3: it. But I but I, I think that well, no man will know, I totally agree, and I'm not saying that he is coming, I'm not saying that. But he did give us all of these clues to watch for, and I think it's to give us hope. When I actually started to think, because I've been doing this for a while, where my world gets very dark, and as I... Are you
8: Scandinavian? (laughs) No. You must
3: be. And uh, and I'm, uh, I'm looking at all of this, and... My wife and I started really seriously considering just, you know, everybody, the apostles did this. I think it could happen. I think it could happen. And I found myself going, wow, that would be really cool. What an honor if it did happen yeah. to live at this time. And I think he gave us some of these signs not to say, You yeah, buckle up. Here we go, the ride's going. He gave us though to say, I, when I come, you'll see these things, have hope it's going to be difficult but i'm coming and so it all works out i got gotcha. you that's i think that's the the message that so many people are missing well right i now believe that I, I would just god say you saying that. i got
8: gotcha one i mean no mainline protestant church that i'm aware of allows its members to read revelation if you not allowed to do that you got to be like a full-on snake handling funny to read that stuff <laughs> And so I'd never seen it, you know, I hadn't. Not that I was biblically literate in any way. Wow. But um, I just read it. I read it last month. My wife's like, ooh, that's a, that's a scary one. And that's it was pretty heavy, but, like, yeah. I didn't find it scary at all. So that's the first thing. Like, it's actually worth kind of reading it. Um, it's, it's a slog, but it's, it's super interesting, and I didn't find it scary. That's the first thing. Second thing I would say is I have no idea, no freaking clue, as we say in Maine, what's going on right now. But I will say that my personal relationships with the people that I love and know have never been crisper and deeper and more rewarding to me. I've never felt more connected to the people around me. I've never felt more satisfied with my relationships. I have lost a lot of friendships because of political turmoil, but I've gained new ones that are even more rewarding. And I just feel like there's a you know there's all this chaos and all this sadness and everyone's so sad about it. But if you look at your own life and assess your own relationships, are they better and deeper and more honest? They, you may find that they are. And that's like a greater reward than anything. Like, I, I want America to be what it was in 1986, because I really, I dug America in 1986. You could smoke on airplanes, and it was like fun. But <laughs> that's really not what comes to mind right off that, the top the of my head. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind. And I miss that, just being honest. But anyway, can't do that anymore. It'll never happen again. Right. But the. The upside is, like, I, it's, it's a richer way to live. The intensity is. is actually good for your, for the relationships between, because you know what matters, and you know that the people you can trust, who you really care about when you're saying your prayers is, like, a really clear list, like, these people. And I love that. Yeah. I
3: feel I can say this because I know you... Um, You understand humility, so I feel I can say this to you. I really believe it is a privilege to live at this time. Yes. And I'm privileged enough to be close enough to see and be in a, a position to be looking for these things that's uh, uh, they pay me to do these things you know what I mean yep. a lot of people are just nose to the grindstone just trying to squeeze out a buck yes I'm doing that you're doing that but we get to see Yes, yeah, it's pictures. a total
8: privilege I agree with that and
3: it is a privilege to know you and to call you friend I think it is um, we all have a job to do Martin Luther King was not the first guy that everybody looked at and said, hey, why don't you lead this? He was just the guy who would. And there's... I said to my son one time, I asked him because he was struggling with something, and I said, why, why do I have... In my office I have pictures of all of these great people who lived. And uh, I said, why, why do I have these up here, son? And he said, because they were all heroes and they all had courage. And I said, no. Because they were all probably, at some point I know, and I don't know how much, but I know at some point they were terrified of what they knew they had to do, but they did it anyway. Yeah. That's a hero to me. That's the people that generations you know, uh, down the line, your family will say, let me tell you about my great-great-grandfather and what he did. He stood at those times. And I think your children great, great grandchildren are going to have mighty stories to tell. And I thank you. And I, I know I'm not alone. I pray for you all the time. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. Thank Thank you.
5: you. That was great. Thank you guys. Um, First of all, uh, there's a lot of things said there. Um, no matter whether you like Tucker Carlson or not, um, I was impressed to hear some of his answers, some of the things, especially when Glenn Beck went dark spiritual with him. Um, it was interesting to hear that he's got a lot of the same viewpoints we've got. hmm. Just, uh, kind of weird to hear it coming from somebody
7: like that. Um, it's very interesting to watch his spiritual awakening. I feel like he's like
5: a year behind us somewhere about there. Yeah. Um, what's funnier though is to hear glenn beck talking about glenn beck's not there he's not on that path he's he says everything gets dark with him for a reason and i said yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah a demon. yeah you got you got something that nope no it's not because god's doing it to you it's because you're doing it to yourself yep you still haven't let go of something you've gotten carrying in your baggage just yep. let you know mm-hmm. giving you a heads up bro you give off a weird color bro you gotta let it go about that time
7: but either way mm. uh we gotta go yeah because um, annie's under the table she's been asking for dinner for a hot
5: minute yeah she's starving
7: yeah. so uh and she's starving away to yeah. nothing Not like, a, we never
5: yeah, right. feed her okay 70 pound dog my my ass <laughs> either way we will be back tomorrow night uh 545 for the pre-show or 515 for the pre-show. Yes. Tuesday early show. Sorry, my bad. Yep. 515 for the pre-show 530 for the start of the show, because uh, we turned it over to Josh early tomorrow night. So Mm -hmm. uh, come check us out. Then Uh, we will be back. um, Barring anything in the future. Oh, and by the way, Miss Leanna will be back tomorrow morning. 905 uh, over on the Pilled side and Rumble side. Check her out. Please, I asked um, that question, Lindsay, and the answer I got was purple. Oh no,
7: not Glenn. That was Tucker. Was it was purple? I didn't ask. I didn't ask about Glenn. I didn't care. The
5: (laughs) fucker. You
7: fucking sorry. I know
5: you see you next Tuesdays I know anyway um, <laughs> I am fucking lost Where the fuck was I
7: Liana will be on tomorrow yes. at 9.05. 9.05 You can catch her on Pilled, Pilled or, Rumble. or Rumble Or
5: yes. Rumble At the Liana Wilbert uh, TNA variety show is mm-hmm. what you're looking for And enjoy that because that's always fun And oh by the way you would have seen this morning the- If you want to go check the replay yes. out Go check out the replay because this morning she played the Andrew Tate interview for two hours, which was epic. Was a very good interview. Um, I got angry with it because I just realized, wait a minute. He doesn't even fucking live in America. All right. You guys want to hear it from an American? Here you go. I live in this fucking country. Grow up hair. Grow up hair. That's it either way uh you can check her out 905 again on the pelt side or rumble and uh we'll be back tomorrow night uh 5 15 for the pre and mm-hmm. 5 30 for the show for the you mick got it and v Lynn have a great night fuckers we'll see you tomorrow thanks for watching y'all
6: peace